is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program. You can join us. And as always, bring up anything you want. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And a happy Independence Day Eve to you. Yes, that's right. It is not long before Independence Day, which will be tomorrow. Uh, Of course, most people don't actually call it Independence Day these days. They call it the 4th of July, and it's a bit of a pet peeve for some of us around here because we do really appreciate the ideas of independence. Uh, It's something we talk about a lot here on Free Talk Live. And uh, so we want to remind people that that is sort of the reason for the, the holiday. A lot of people are out there eating hot dogs, having barbecues, drinking beers, and not really understanding why. There's just some sort of patriotic mentality that's going into it. But do they actually recall that what we are talking about is a celebration of arguably the most successful secessionist movement in, you know, hundreds of years? I mean... The United States has been a tremendous success as far as financial uh, freedom is concerned. A lot of the people who moved here uh, in that time frame of the 1700s, the 1800s, they did very, very well for themselves because they had the freedom to do that. There wasn't some big overarching federal or even state government in a lot of cases that was cramming regulations and taxes down people's throats. And so we had an unprecedented amount of financial uh, success and financial freedom that resulted in that success that in the last hundred years has been slowly taken away bit by bit uh, to the point where you now have a federal government that gets involved in absolutely every aspect of people's lives they possibly can. And if they haven't gotten involved in some aspect that you can think of, I'm sure they're planning on you know something to invade that space of yours sooner rather than later. And that, of course, has resulted in secession talks happening all around the country. It's happening in Texas right now with the uh, what they call the Texas Nationalist Movement. And I had a nice conversation with Daniel Miller. Uh, he was on our—we have a weekly secession activism call here in New Hampshire, and uh, Daniel will pop in from time to time and— it's always fun to kind of pick his brain about what's going on down there. Right now, they are co- uh, collecting petition signatures, and they are looking to get 150,000 petition signatures, 100,000 for the Republican primary ballot, and 50,000 for the Democratic primary ballot, which in a state with like apparently 14 million voters and you know 20-plus million people— seems eminently doable like a hundred thousand i mean it is a lot there's no doubt about it but by comparison i think california is like six hundred thousand to get something on the ballot there so a hundred thousand by comparison is is very very limited and i think that they can pull this off there's 2.4 million people in san antonio wow so i looked it up the other day it went up i always used to say 1.6 million because that was like the last summer i had seen and I looked it up just the other day to make sure, and it updated in 2020 to 2.4 million. That and that's is not, crazy. Like, the metropolitan area either, if you include Cibolo and New Braunfels and all that stuff, it was like 4 million. Yeah, so uh, I think doing 100,000, and again, 100,000 Republican, 50,000 Democrat, 
is doable. So what it would do would, if they get the number of signatures, is it would get a question, basically a referendum. It's not binding, okay? So it would be a referendum. I don't have the exact language in front of me, but essentially it says something to the effect of, should Texas declare its status as an independent, or, or redeclare? Should Texas redeclare its status as an independent nation? It would be great to just see how many people vote right. for that. Right, that that's basically the idea is just to just to take the temperature uh, of the Texas voters and have them weigh in on this. And we may have Mark joining us here. I don't know if he's got his equipment working correctly because we didn't have a chance to test it with him well, uh, before the show. So he may just pop on in here randomly. This this referendum. We'll oh, there he is. There he is. He's popped in. This Welcome, sir. Referendum in Texas would definitely start. A lot of conversations. Absolutely, too. it would because you know previously they they've talked about these things. They've gone through a certain political uh, process of having us like a state representative introduce legislation that, if the state house passed it, would then put something on the ballot. And Texas is kind of like New Hampshire in that it doesn't have your typical referendum process, meaning that uh, or ballot measure process, where like when uh, when Mark and I were in Florida. They would just put all kinds of crazy things on the ballot, like the smoking ban came in through the ballot. There was, I think, a bullet train that came in through the ballot. Floridians voted in a smoking ban? They sure did, by a 70% uh, margin, if I recall correctly. Wow. Yeah, it has to be at least 60% uh, in order to pass. Right, because it's a constitutional Um, amendment, isn't it, down there, I think? Yeah, it's a constitutional yeah. amendment. They decided how many square feet a pig could have um, agriculturally. I mean, this the thing just goes on and on. Medical marijuana, I also believe, uh, was brought in um, through the ballot measure. So, you know, it's been it, this. This is the problem with populism. Yeah. Is if you give people an opinion on, hey, do you want a super fast choo choo that runs from <laughs> Orlando to Miami, and they're like, yeah, and a bunch of people. Well, who what aren't- if you had to pay? billions for it and then like no and yeah, then so literally years later? Like four years later yeah it was four years later after they'd spent untold billion or something yeah on donuts and plans um they uh they they rescinded it yeah by the same margin if i recall correctly it was like 70 percent one of the choo-choo <laughs> and then after a bunch of money got spent nothing happened then 70 percent decided they didn't want it um uh, but anyway uh in texas they don't have that process of getting a ballot measure and i guess since they're constitutional amendments florida doesn't really either but for whatever reason it seems really easy to do it in florida because it happens all the time uh whereas here it doesn't happen as as often um so i don't know about texas like doing constitutional amendments but and you never can't, registered to vote there yeah you can't just get one you can't get like a uh, referendum i don't think on the uh on like the general election ballot but apparently you can on the primary ballot so that's what they're working on trying to do there right now. And, of course, that's going to result in a lot of media coverage. It's going to result in a lot of interviews for the folks down there in Texas. And, and obviously, we're hoping to, uh, to piggyback on that to some extent here in New Hampshire, where we can put forward yet another constitutional amendment proposal to uh, get that on the ballot again here, which, again, it has not gone on the ballot, but to try to get it on the ballot. And I guess that's one difference is there's no amount of signatures that one can gather in New Hampshire to put something on a ballot. It has to go through uh, the state representatives, which basically means it's not going to happen. But it, at the very least, would result in some discussion. It would result in some media coverage. And it would result in the people that didn't take us seriously the first time realizing that we're not just going to pack up and quit, quit 
on this particular issue. So that's some of the things. Those are some of the things that are being tossed around here as we uh, again here are on Independence Eve, as we're reminding people about what is independence and why is it important, and remind Americans that the holiday that you'll be celebrating, if you're celebrating tomorrow, is about secession. It's about the people here declaring their independence from the political system in uh, under the king. And uh, we did it before, and there's no reason why we can't do it again. The Declaration of Independence, I think, is a superior document to the Constitution. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Uh, so if you want it's to comment. It's a rhetorical document as opposed to a governing document. So it's just, it's kind of an easier thing. But I, I, I mean, you know, it's, it's easy to say, hey, you didn't do this and you didn't do this this and you didn't do this so we're out of here but i think what's important about the um to think consider about the constitution is is that the people of the united states at the time would not vote it in without the 10th amendment and the 10th amendment says the powers not delegated to the united states by the constitution nor prohibited to it by the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people which is to say that everything that is not explicitly mentioned in the U.S. Constitution is not allowed in, you know, for the U.S. government to be doing. They shouldn't be Correct. doing whatever it is that they're doing. So if it's not post roads, if it's not weights and measures, if it's not declaring war, right. um, it's that's the business of the states, not the business of the federal government. The problem, the flaw in the Constitution is that. It allows the federal government, which is to say the Supreme Court, to decide whether or not it has the business to do it. Yeah. So it turns out we've reviewed our actions and we've decided we've done nothing wrong. Right. So everything's under the either the interstate commerce clause or the general welfare clause. Like if it wasn't for these two things, uh, the federal government wouldn't be presumably able to do the things that it has done uh, heretofore. But the FBI, well, it's to promote the general welfare. What else? Yeah, uh, and it's, a lot of this big government stuff is, of course, one of the reasons why a lot of people are considering it being time to leave. In fact, a Northern California county is now having secession talks. We can talk about that coming up here. My mom told me the other day, and I don't like have a place to quote this from, but my mom is like a she loves to read about history, especially American history. She told me that some states, or at least one state, uh, refused to join the United States of America mm. unless. They were given the opportunity to leave when they wanted to. Which one was that? I don't know. I know Texas wrote something into their Texas, constitution. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like Texas. Hmm. Uh, but the fact is, the this goes back to the 10th well, Amendment. I don't think it was Texas because it wasn't one of the 13 colonies. It was one of the okay. 13? Was not. Was not. Well, Texas wasn't. That's what I'm saying. Right. It oh, wasn't. Oh, you're saying it was one of the 13. Though. Oh, one of the 13 colonies is the one that did that and Texas is not one. Got it, got it. Well, New Hampshire, of course, has the uh, 10th, uh, not amendment, but the... the right to revolution? Yeah. Oh, uh, article, yeah, I article, Ar 10. article. Uh, article 10, which is the right to revolution, which essentially says that you have a right to throw off the shackles of an oppressive government, uh, and not necessarily violently, but uh, but that you have the right to you know, start again, essentially. And it's very similar to the language, as I recall, that is in the Texas Constitution, but regardless... Doesn't it say the tree is thirsty? I don't think so. Uh, but regardless of what the language exactly says in the state constitutions, the point is that per the 10th Amendment that, our, uh, that uh, Mark was talking about in the U.S. Constitution, 
the U.S. Constitution does not address leaving. And so what that means is, is it's up to the states to decide what it means to say goodbye. And so if a state wants to say goodbye, then they can just make that decision. There's no prohibition on that in the U.S. Constitution. It does not address any sort of process for leaving. And so some people say, well, that means that well, there is no process kind of and does. you can't leave, but that they're wrong. It it has the process to amend the agreement. So um, the U.S. Constitution is this overstep in contract law uh, that sort of occurred at the Second Continental Congress. And so, I mean, you know, basically – the Articles of Confederation, quote unquote, weren't working or whatever. And so they were going back for a second shot at it and they passed the Constitution. And uh, remember, they had to uh, I'd have to look it up right here, but it looks like I think it was Rhode Island. They threatened to blockade them if they wouldn't sign. Um, so act of war <laughs> in order to get people to sign, which says to me that the document isn't uh, valid in the first place. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, the. I think that they could pretty easily go back and amend it through the Continental Congress uh, situation, but they've tried to convene other Continental Congresses and the states and the government have ignored it. Well, I mean, the idea is you don't need to amend something because there are no descript- there's no discussion in the Constitution about how to end the relationship. So it's it's just not addressed so therefore it's part of the states like it's it's pretty clear it's pretty obvious it's pretty logical that uh they joined therefore they can leave on whatever terms that they want to because there are no terms specified in uh in the constitution and we you know we've yet to see a peaceful attempt to actually do this uh so it'll be interesting to you know to see how this comes out because yeah. at some point it's a little going advice to on anybody on any state that wants to secede don't fire on a U.S. fort. Yeah. Little advice. Yep. Yeah. Allegedly. Exactly. So according to the New York and, Times, and think about this. The right. Who knows who fired it? Um, yeah. The thing. Think about mm-hmm. this. Cuba has existed as an independent country for, depending on how you want to qui- qualify it, at the very least sixty years, and. There's been a U.S. base on the island of Cuba for that period of time. Yeah. Somehow they managed to continue to do business with a U.S. base there. Just because a U.S. base happens to be in within the, uh, you know, the confines of your state, whatever it might be, doesn't mean you got a fire on it. Yep. yep. Exactly. I so, don't even think the one that is up here gets used very much. What's what's it called? Post or Peace Air Force Base? Peace. Yeah. Oh, we saw some planes flying in when we were over at Bruce Bruce Fenton's house. Was it a real, were they government planes? Or it was like a big military um, cargo plane or something. I'm just saying, I don't think it's like a bustling, I I have never met someone in the military who was like, yeah, I just got stationed here from Pease and New England. It's probably pretty small, but honestly, I don't don't really know anything about it. But these are things that can be negotiated later on. And ultimately, it's, it's, the fact is when an idea has come, it cannot ultimately be stopped so if there are enough people that actually value the ideas of independence and right now there aren't at least according to the polling that we've done we did a new poll uh just about a month and a half ago that we actually really haven't discussed very much here i don't think we really took the time to talk about it uh but ultimately the numbers in the new poll weren't as good as the numbers last year of course last year was the first time ever there had ever been any polling done 
uh, in New Hampshire on the question of independence, like the questions we want to ask. Yeah, there have been some sort of regional polls that have asked people in New England and the Southeast and, uh, you know, the West Coast. And they, they've asked d- people all across the country about secession. And it's been about a third on average of Americans who would support like regional secession, meaning that they would secede along with their neighboring all states. Of New England. Yeah. And then all they, the Midwest. And they would have like their own federation. So those weren't exactly the questions that we, those of us who support independence for just one state, really wanted to ask. So we got to do that last year. And uh, I do have the results. We might as well talk about it since it is Independence Eve. And then we can talk somebody, about California. Somebody in your secession booster club brought up the other day the idea that even though these poll results are not as favorable for secession, mm-hmm. it does feel more realistic. Like, mm. it seems that if 60% of people were ready to leave tomorrow, that'd be something we would basically be able to feel mm. in the temperature of the state's feelings for secession. Yeah, well, it's clearly the people on my jury weren't uh, secessionists, right? <laughs> yep, nine uh Members of your peer that were total 12. blanks or twelve, sorry, total blank slates too. They just were there for justice. Yeah, I, we got a long way to go yeah. on this, and the numbers are down, and they're down by about half compared to what they were uh, last year. The difference being this year, which had a different organization do the polling. So last year it was a group called Survey USA, which is purportedly reputable. I personally had never heard of them, but you know supposedly they you know they're scientific well i I also have another theory on why it would be so much different from survey usa's maybe maybe it's just that before the media got to have their outrage about the cacr 32 the uh, constitutional amendment that got proposed in mm-hmm. the state house of new hampshire last year in 2021 right oh wait 2022 no, it was 2022 yeah anyways uh maybe before the media got their outrage uh articles out about it maybe people just were like Huh, I guess so. And, and then, you know, they got told what to think about it from the media because the well, media was like, this is preposterous. It's so bad. Maybe. We can't let this happen. So, like, I it mean, could be. But one of the questions that was asked this time that had not been asked before was actually specifically about awareness. And I think it was like only half of people in New Hampshire. I don't have that answer in front of me right now, but I think it was about half of the people of New Hampshire had even heard anything at all about the secessionist uh, question or the constitutional amendment the previous year. So there really wasn't a large amount of awareness. And it, and I've, there's more of a breakdown on that, which I can I can pull up here in, in a little bit. But well, I think that probably, um, I mean, if people, people want to know the consequences of a given action, and if they found out the consequences weren't going to be exactly the way that they want them to go. I mean, like you, you guys are really into secession. And if it was, you know, 15, 20 years of a hard road um, to progress to where New Hampshire is going to have a greater, brighter vision after this sort of dip in commerce and trade and banking and all the stuff that could happen. Well, you're willing to do that in order to not be associated with the federal government and its wars and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people have that same uh, thought process. You're like, Hey, if, would you uh, quit New Hampshire? If you uh, no longer could have a bank account, you know, they'd be like, no, 
<laughs> or excuse me, would you quit the federal government if you could no longer have a bank account for the next five years? Well, I mean, that's um, a silly like, question. It's a, it's a big if, Mark, but I agree with you that if somebody has thought of that in their head, the average person is going to be like, whoa, that's crazy. But it's just also a big if. Like, I just don't think Most there's actually... About I, I don't want to make our listeners believe that there's some... Like high possibility of things like that happening. The most common objections aren't about what about my bank account. It's what about Social Security. It's what about Medicare. Sure. It's what about the in military. Theory, Social Security. Social Security should be given to you as a, in the form of a check. Correct. Um, Correct. Medi- Medicare and Medicaid would probably be distributed outside of the state where you'd have to go through a border check in order right. to get there. That can be as long as two hours at mm-hmm. uh, the um, borders down in Mexico. And, uh, you know, I mean, you can probably get some of these things. I think that people want to increase their level of convenience. But I think if you talk to them about SWIFT numbers, which could very well be the case, remember the United States cut off the SWIFT numbers for Russia. They did um, yeah. during during this recent war, and you know they're probably going to consider it an act of war in the case of New Hampshire. That's so just another uh, big was, if. I mean, yeah. why would they consider what what lot, like rational reason would they have for considering it an act of war? I know they don't act rationally, but it just seems like it's not an act of war. I mean, international I and mean, there is such a thing as like international. Bonnie, laws, do you think right? there's actually a war occurring in uh, Ukraine right now? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't know either. If I had to guess, that's the thing. Galena, our caller said Americans, there is. My my um, mom went to Ukraine a few months before the war started. Adopted a little boy, and the uh, orphanage is now exploded. Okay. No kids were in it, uh, but interesting facts. I just don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. there. You can't tell. Um, You have to believe the media, and who's going to do that? Is a fake war a war? Like I, I would say if if it's all staged and they're really, you know, just have some other, you know, thing up their sleeve they want to accomplish. Like if the story is not really all the things we we have been told. Yeah, I totally believe that, but I do also think things are getting exploded. There are definitely videos of alleged, you know, bombings and such going on, at least An FBI team that blows up a couple of things in New Hampshire and says, hey, it's these darn radicals. Um, You know, I mean, you get yourself a war. So according to the study done by uh, the University of New Hampshire this time, so definitely a much more well-known organization here in New Hampshire, only about 5% of people here heard a lot about the secession measure. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In 2022, Dash launched a killer app that allows you to spend Dash at over 155,000 locations across the United States, including major retailers, and you get a discount for paying with Dash. Finally, a reason to spend your crypto. It's called Dash Direct. Get it on your Apple or Android app store. The stores on Dash Direct each offer their own discount level, but some are as high as 8 to 9% off. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. Yeah! It's Free Talk Live. You can join the show and you can bring up whatever you want. 
603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Uh, we do have our website where you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners via various features such as our social media platform, which you can go to social.freetalklive.com, interact with other uh, show hosts, some of them, as well as listeners. And it is our server. It's running Mastodon, so it's more decentralized than those big tech mega corporate uh, sites like Twitter or Facebook. So head over to social.freetalklive.com. You can get started over there, and you can learn more about the cool stuff happening here in New Hampshire. It's not just the independence movement. There's a lot of really great liberty activism going on here, and our friends over at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars that will help educate you on some of the really cool things happening here. Uh, all you have to do is go to move.freetalklive.com. That'll take you right over to the Porcupine Real Estate website where you can get registered for upcoming webinars. They are free to attend, and these are hosted by experts. These are hosted by people who are, I think almost all the Porcupine Real Estate staff are movers as part of the Free State Project. So they're people that know the lay of the land from a real estate perspective and also from the Liberty community perspective. They're going to be covering topics including gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They've, of course, going to be uh, covering moving to the free state, best practices for that, as well as how to find housing here. Of course, Porcupine Real Estate also has their own YouTube channel where you can go and watch past webinars there so you can see what they've been like. But more importantly, you can sign up for the upcoming ones for free over at move.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, let's go to Ricky in the Commonwealth. Uh, Pennsylvania. Ricky. Thank you there, Brother Ian, Brother Mark. Miss Bonnie, good evening. Hello. What's up, Ricky? Well, we talk about secession, and that's something very important to me. Now, I have four points, and they all go together, and by the point number four, you'll see my serious concern. Here's point number one. Eight years ago, the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico was looking to join the Union. Now, the federal government said, sure, no problem, but here's the thing, only one hitch. You have to be a state. You can't be a commonwealth. Now, the people were divided Mm -hmm. 50-50, and their government made the decision, screw this, we're going to stay the way we are, which means that U.S. territory with one single non-voting member in the U.S. House, and that's it. Okay. That's right, and every time it comes up again and again, yeah, that's right, so any... Uh, territory tends to have a representative, right. well, oh, but yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. allowed to vote. Yeah, I knew that the territories right. territories don't vote, but for some reason I thought he said that if they were a state, they wouldn't be able to vote. But oh, yeah, no. No, I had never won't. heard... They're not part of the union. This will make sense, Bonnie, so hang in there. Point number two. Then you got the Civil War. Now this is something a little different. Now this is leaving the union. Now, in 1861, South Carolina blew the U.S. Constitution away. The CSA formed quickly. Now, what they did was not only leave the union, but they went one step further, which was the right choice. They said, this territory, this land, it belongs to us, not you anymore. What resulted? 600,000 deaths, the economy obliterated on both sides, and the the infrastructure of the South destroyed. Let's move on to point number three, why don't we? Now, it was a couple of months ago, Puerto Rico's back in the news again, but this is a little different. Now, once again, they're looking to join the union. Now, here's how this one goes, and you can look this one up. 
See, this time they said, sure. But this time, a bill went through the House of Representatives that gives them three choices. Okay, choice number one, joining the union. You can be a state. Okay, that's number one. Point number two, you can be something called a pre-association. That's also joining the union. But you know what that's exactly like? The Commonwealth of Pennsylvania is a pre-association. But it's part of the union, but in a different way than, say, like New Jersey. Here's point number three, what they call independence. Independence is exactly what they are currently, a U.S. territory with a single non-voting representative in the House. I don't know if I would call that independence. I wouldn't either, but there's a point to this. Here's point number four. Now, one of the things I'm looking at seriously and why I want that seat, because I know the power in the PA House when it comes to blowing the U.S. Constitution away. Now, we are a pre-association. Now, imagine this. Remember what I said about the Civil War? Now, I'm not going to be happy leaving the Union and saying we are still a territory. I'm going to want to say this land is ours. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think? Now, if I say, okay, we're st- we'll leave the Union, but yet you can still have a territory as independence, maybe they'll be fine. Obviously, this went through the House's bill, right? But what if I say this land is ours? What do you think they're going to do? Well, that is the big question. I mean, that is the... I think, that, I think it's going to end up like the Civil War because that's what made Lincoln craft his passage. He, by force, stole the land at all costs and said he'd kill everyone on both sides. Yeah, but this isn't the, the 1800s. That's, that's the thing, yeah, like... It doesn't we have cell phones. Think they're going to care? Yeah, I think they are going to care. Uh, Go ahead, Bob. You know, 100 years does matter. But the, and, and you were going to say, they ha- we have cell phones today, we have internet today. It's not like they can just roll in tanks somewhere and not have anyone in like crush an uprising without everyone on the planet knowing about it within five minutes. I mean, it is going to be something completely unheard of uh, as far as in the the last hundred and fifty years. I don't think they're Americans going to... Americans are not used to Americans getting killed in war. No, that would be very uncomfortable. In fact, that is a, an important question that we asked. And thank you, Ricky, for the call tonight. Uh, it is one of the important. I have something questions. to say about something he said that he wouldn't let me sure. comment on. I mean, you can continue. Sorry, but I was just. Well, I was just going to say that in point. the original survey that we did in Survey USA last year, which was done in eight states, it wasn't just done in New Hampshire. It was done in, uh, I think, Texas through Florida, basically the whole southern, southeastern, southern part. Uh, so Georgia, Alabama, etc. And then I think Hawaii also got the survey, if I recall. Maybe it was California. Anyway, it was like eight states. And in every one of those states, they asked a question about what do you think should the federal government do for any state that peacefully secedes? Should the federal government use military force? Should the federal government use sanctions, economic sanctions, or should it do absolutely nothing? And the majority of the respondents, I think it was just over 50%, said do nothing, somewhere in the 50% range, said do nothing. A smaller number, uh, like 30-something percent, I think, said uh, economic sanctions. And a very small number, an average of 6%. In some of the states, it was as low as 3%, if I recall correctly. But an average of, I think, 6% said, in all the eight states, said military would be fine. 
would go ahead, invade, use military Still force. Kind of less scary than, high. That's that's I'm one out of twenty it's people. Bad, but okay, that's, that's disgusting. It's one out of twenty I'd like people. To talk it's not about popular. the what was that name of that uh, pipeline that uh, got blown up at the very beginning of the Ukraine war? Do you remember that? I don't remember what's called. Oh, Nord Stream. The mm. Nord Stream pipeline. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Thank it you wasn't very much, at the Bonnie. beginning, though. That was actually in September of uh, 2022. But Biden and- was talking about blowing it up before the Russians actually invaded uh, Ukraine. Yeah, so, so less than a year in. Did, there was a plot afoot for that. Did the U.S. Um, ever claim credit for the Nord Stream pipeline? Or did no, they, never. Are they continuing? It was Seymour Hersh. Is the, official story, is the official story still that Russia blew up its own um, yeah. extraordinarily valuable Is there an, an official story or are they just I like, we don't know say. what happened? No, I think that I think they, they are blaming Russia, but the Seymour Hersh, the, yeah, I believe so, uh, but Seymour Hersh, who is uh, you know very renowned investigative journalist, he's in his 80s, uh, he put out a multi-thousand-word report about like digging into what really happened with the Nord Stream pipeline, and he has sources within the federal government that obviously he's not going to name, uh, who basically laid out the whole plot. And it was the CIA, it was the military, they, and I'm sure other agencies or whatever, they got together. This thing had been planned for quite some time. They said that they sent uh, divers down in the summertime when there were, uh, this was in the Baltic, that uh, they sent these divers down uh, during what were normal like UN military operations that happened during the summertime. So there was already you know, military boats and things like that that were around. So they used this as their cover to go down and plant essentially explosive charges on the pipelines and they did not explode them until months later in September and Seymour Hirsch did a huge expose on this it got near to zero coverage in the American media but it's out there for anybody that wants to find it he has Is Seymour own... Hirsch murdered? No, he's still alive. Uh he's he's done a lot of like really revealing investigative journalism stories over the years. He's very very well renowned. So the fact that he's putting this out there uh to me is like okay, yeah, that's the story. I mean, th- this guy's really plausible and believable. What I would bet would be that the federal government and it seems like they uh they've got the resources to do something like this. This would just Send in a crew of uh, guys. I don't know where they're from. CIA, mm-hmm. uh, NSA. You pick. They're going to start blowing up some things that are, aren't particularly valuable in New Hampshire, but are going to make a big kaboom, right? Mm. And then they'll say, hey, look what these dangerous free staters, who they've been doing investigations on for 20 years now, right? And they've got, you know, these files saying that they're a dangerous gang, they're armed criminals. Mm -hmm. They've got, you know, they've got the people of New Hampshire convinced that uh, you're dangerous enough to convict without any evidence at all of Mm -hmm. uh, six crimes, I think it was. Um, And they'll just say, hey, look, there is a war, ladies and gentlemen, going on in New Hampshire, and we need to quell it. So they'll fight themselves on both sides. It's not like they don't do this constantly. Um, you know, they're they're very good at it. They're practiced at it. I think that. But what would they know, benefit the, from? I just like I understand why they would do this in other countries where there is oil and stuff like that. But I just don't think that that is worth them possibly losing a lot of people's respect. And um, it's not like you know. 
There's going to be. Well, he's saying that's they would be launched. hiding that it was. I, them. I know they uh, they'd be hiding that they started it, but then they'd go. We got to kill a bunch of New Hampshireites, and a bunch of people well, would die. Won't kill anybody. Look, I, there's not the, even that many people dying in Ukraine right now. Um, it's just that every once in a while they blow something up, and it's maybe it's got two. I presume it has two sides, but honestly, the casualties going on Americans right now. Americans don't care Ukraine, if Ukrainians die. Americans do not care. They. But if they hear one person accidentally got blown up in Nashua, they're going to care. Well, now, Mark, are you saying, just to clarify, are you saying they're going to do this well in advance of any kind of referendum or any I kind of I think they're going to do it all, right? Like, they're not going to let a, um, if a referendum looks like it's going to go through, they've learned their lesson from Brexit. Right. Like nobody did anything in Brexit and they likely it's not the kind of country that necessarily would. But if they're they're like it's going to be close, it could be 40, 60 our way, meaning the government's way, um, the U.S. government's way. Uh, they'll I, be like, no, 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 no. We got to we got to make sure that we got to do something here. Well, guys. right now, I and, think what they're already doing is they're already planting FBI agents yeah, the here in Nazis. New Hampshire, and they're acting like like they're That's Nazis. What I immediately thought of too. Right? Uh, there's this group that appeared what two or three weeks ago right. in Concord. Oh. They uh, have you seen these uh, Patriot Front guys, Mark? I've heard the term. Um, what are they? The Christian nationalists? I don't know. I don't what think they, they're Christian. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they purport to believe, uh, but they seem to be kind of like right-wing, maybe white nationalist types, but uh, they, if you go and just look them up, you'll see that what they do is they show up at places, they wear masks. All the same outfit. They all have the same outfit on, like khaki pants and like a blue shirt or whatever. A fed Pretty suspicious. It looks very fed-like. They never show their face. Very rarely will any of them actually be showing their face. They've exited, uh, there's been video of them leaving events in various places around the country, and somebody with a camera who's not with them will, like, follow them, and they'll pile all into the back of a U-Haul truck and then take off and and leave the scene. They will literally do, like, Nazi salutes. Like, how obvious can they be that they're, like, not regular people? Somebody else took a picture of of FBI agents at, like, you know, raiding somebody's house or whatever, and the FBI uniform was literally the same uniform as what the Patriot Front people were wearing, except the FBI had the letters FBI on the back (laughs) of the blue shirt. Otherwise, it was, like, blue shirt, khaki pants, pretty much the exact same uniform. Anyway... There's uh, there was something that happened uh, here in New Hampshire. They looked like the Patriot Fronters. I'm not sure if that's what they were re- representing themselves as. Oh, I but, didn't know they weren't. But they showed up. I don't know if they were. They weren't. I I didn't watch the video from from the event. But they showed up at some restaurant where some liberals were hanging out or having some kind of meeting. It was teetotaler, or tea, I think that's what's called in Concord. In Concord, a tea or coffee tea cafe place, yeah. and they were having a Drag queen story hour. Oh, okay. So they showed up to intimidate the drag queens and, and they were also doing, children. Like, Nazi I mean, like, salutes. Yeah, they were doing Nazi salutes over and over again and just like standing outside the windows because it's like lots of windows that you can see out. So they're standing, you know, encircling the windows, terrifying children in the name of protecting the children. But here's the thing. The, uh, the, the racist groups here, or at least one of these Nazi groups, showed up in Manchester a couple of months ago at a Trump rally. And our guy, a uh, friend of the show, sometime co-host, 
uh, Joa from Breaking the Flaw was there, along with Vermin Supreme and a couple of Vermin's uh, buddies. And they started to, uh, you know, go, they got their cameras out and they went after these Nazi guys and started, you know, peppering them with questions and, and following them around. And what they learned was these Nazis were handing out secessionist literature Yeah, uh, in Manchester, to... which again makes it seem like, oh, this is something the feds would do, right? Yep. Go around acting like they're Nazis and associate secession with Nazis. That's yeah, the I think that what, what you have to do is look at the – you asked what, why would they do these things, uh, Bonnie, and the federal government doesn't operate in a profit motive. You know, they operate in a sort of – in a world of – uh, you know, uh, credibility and a world of sort of power. And the reason that they would do these things is, is that losing a state of, from the United States is an incredible blow to the power of the United States. Remember, it's not like anything less than the world reserve currency is at play here. So um, losing I New just Hampshire. Don't see it. No one even knows New Hampshire exists. I never thought <laughs> you know, about New Hampshire. It will until, when they secede. <laughs> I don't think that it would even be news that went on for two weeks. It, it would but be news. The for entire sure. world, I don't think they would be like, did you hear New Hampshire seceded? They know Texas, Florida, Hawaii, California. Like, people aren't wondering people wouldn't care if nebraska seceded i just don't think, think that mark it's as big right. a deal as I, what I, I, think I think that the feds will try to do things to make it hard yeah. for it to happen i just don't think they're going to start a hot war with new hampshireites uh, that doesn't seem well likely. they're not new hampshireites aren't going to fight i mean i wouldn't fight the federal government over something like this well, we it's not that. worth it you left what i'm saying going is, to is that threaten to they will fight, fight themselves like who will these fight Patriot who? Front guys, they'll fight themselves. They'll fight these. Oh. So well, now we got to beef these guys up, and then they've got a hot war on their hands with themselves. So now they mm -hmm. have to, you know, react. And here it goes. This is all before the vote takes place. Mm -hmm. And the vote will never take place as a result because the people of New Hampshire are like, I don't want anything to do with these Patriot Front guys. Looks like they're the, you know what I mean? This is this is how they control it. It's all okay, about yeah. control. I can see this this all happening then, Mark. So, like, what I thought you were saying before was we're going to declare independence and then the, the, they're going to have someone on the inside start something so that way they can declare war, roll in tanks to New Hampshire. And I don't see that happening. But I can totally see... Feds fighting feds create unrest, make people think that the people who are into secession are Nazis, mm -hmm. and then yeah. the the vote never happens. But that's why we just got to kind of keep talking about it, talking about why sane, peaceful people believe in secession, talking about why we want the borders to still be open when we secede. We don't want to keep out other people. I think the best thing you can do personally is talk about it. That's there's no problem. A state should have the right and there should never be violence used against that state and its people um, if they want to secede. However, mm. I think that really what you want to do is use the power of secession without secession. You want to say, hey, look, we don't want the tax regime that the United States federal government has or whatever. We don't want the FBI operating within our borders. We don't want your drug laws. We don't want this. We don't want that. The nullification that's been done all over the country in the name of uh, marijuana 
recently and has a great deal of legs. Now, I don't think you can get out of the um, the IRS, and, and I doubt very seriously you can get out of the FBI. Um, I mean, the law enforcement in New Hampshire and around the country has just way too much respect for the FBI. They're going to be like, oh, already- God, I can't wait till I can be one of them. In New Hampshire, we've already done a little bit by uh, that bill. I don't remember the number anymore, but it passed where it made it to where the local law enforcement will not help the ATF, I think, if the ATF comes into the state. Yeah, but they watered it down. I know they watered it down, but yeah. it doesn't mean it didn't get passed. Something did happen. Let's go to the phones here. Hey, uh, Bad Slave. Every step is a good thing. Bad yeah. Slave is on the line here. Go ahead in New Hampshire. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I wanted to uh, remind folks of the uh, Boston Marathon with the two brothers that supposedly, uh, you know, bombed the... Yeah, the, the Zarnayev brothers, yep. I forgot their names. Right. Do you remember they that same uniform was all over the Boston Marathon. Oh, was I think it? that was the first, the first appearance of maybe that Patriot Front. Everybody, no, I have no recollection of that at all. Yeah, me either. I forgot. No, I was even... They had these guys with the with the blue shirt mm-hmm. and the khakis, and uh, and and they also had these big backpacks. Oh, the, you know, uh, you I just know. remembered something from uh, just, I don't know, two weeks ago. There was video, and I don't remember where it happened, but in some state, the Patriot Front guys had a clash with the um, the guys that wear the yellow and the black. Uh, Proud, Proud Boys. Boys. Proud Boys. There was like a clash between the Proud Boys who don't wear masks and are like identifiable, and then the Patriot Front guys who yeah. are all wearing masks. The Proud Boys came at the Patriot fronters and were like yelling at them. And then uh, the uh, the Proud Boys started ripping their masks off. Yeah. And there was some report that came later on that said that the Proud Boys may be facing charges for assaulting federal agents. Now, I don't know. Oh, I have not God. confirmed that that was true. I don't remember you where that came from. You should not be able to get a charge like that if you didn't know they're federal agents because they were undercover. That's just not fair. Yeah. Well, if it's true, yeah, they it's can really charge people with whatever they all want. This, <laughs> yep. all, all of this secrecy is uh, is nothing but uh, you know a knife in the back of us all. Uh, you know they they just uh, plan these games. You know the guy with the you know in in, in Minnesota with the uh, you know breaking the windows of the. Uh, Right, you're talking about during the protests uh, after uh, the Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, where there yeah, was uh, yeah, an actual yeah. I mean, I mean, identified cop, then, his ex, uh, his ex girlfriend. I think Matt, you even caught this happening. Matt's joining us here on the third mic here for a moment. Uh, remember that guy that was smashing in like the AutoZone window? Yes, and he was like a St. Paul cop or something, and his ex girlfriend identified, identified him, him by his walk, by his gait. By, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, and I, I want to jump in real quick because uh, just listening here, bad slave uh, in in the studio i heard you talking about the guys the boston bombing uh with the khakis and uh like the, the uh, they're actually black jackets they're all dressed the same and they all have big black backpacks on right um those are suspected to be cra- uh, uh people who belong to a uh, a group called craft international it's who's a, that 
Craft International is like a Blackwater. Mm. They're they're like uh, they're Mercs, okay, basically, and uh, they call themselves a security agency or whatever. Really, they're they're just Mercs. So, what were they doing there? Do well, it's kind of questionable. There was so many of them crawling around, little creepy spy dudes, you know, that belonged to mm-hmm. uh, an elite uh, group of people that know well, how to bomb stuff. They ran they around searching people's houses afterwards. So yeah. I, I bet it was yeah. just a big excuse to search a bunch of people's houses. Yeah, that was really crazy, too. For Thank whatever you, reason, Slave, we may never know. I appreciate it. Oh, we got more coming up here. If you want to join the show, the, the, the searching they were doing was shocking and out, you know, outrageously like unconstitutional, just uh, barging into anybody's house that they wanted to. It was crazy. Uh, more on the way. Hour number two is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and we're kicking off the second hour here. Of course, the phones are open. If you want to join us, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight is Ian. And it's Spawny. Mark is out there somewhere. And it's Mark. There he is. Here I am. I think us. he's waiting for you All to right. say, and Where? outside of the studio. I don't think I said in the studio. You did, did you I? did. Oh, okay. Mark, uh, where are you tonight? Costa Rica. Costa Rica. All wow, right. Pretty. Very nice. Uh, I got to see some monkeys today. Oh, my goodness. A, a country that has no military, but yet they're not being invaded by China. What do you know? Wow. Well, um, were they wild monkeys Mo- or like in a zoo? Wild monkeys. Wow, that's so cool. Were you going to say something else yep. about the military? You know, I, I think that the the difference between police and military is beginning to vanish over time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Costa Rica doesn't have a military, but they do have a police force. Okay. And most of the military used in, say, Guatemala is being used for situations where they can't don't have enough police to deploy in a given circumstance. So Guatemala knows it isn't going to get invaded. And that if it did get invaded by say Mexico, there's nothing it could do about it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, why have people die in the process? Um, I think that most Central American countries, the, you know, the difference between their military and their police is, is slim. Okay, but if we were to look at a similarly sized nation to Costa Rica as far as population and look at the number of police in Costa Rica and then look at the similarly sized nation, whatever that would be, 
and the number of police there and then add to that the number of military, would it be a larger number in the other nation than it is in Costa Rica? I don't have an answer for you on that. Um, I haven't done the research, but I did, last I heard, Costa Rica had 6 million people in it, which is it's pretty darn small. It's like four yeah. times the size of New Hampshire. Do they have, is it like uh, Mexico where they've got the federal police riding around in uh, pickup trucks with machine guns, or is it I, a little less in your face? It's a little less in your face. Yeah, they, they just have, you know, they just have cop cars. Okay. Let's go to the phones here. Uh, we were talking about Independence, and of course, Independence Day, we're here on Independence Eve. Uh, we got Chris on the line. He's listening to us on Odyssey, which is a video streaming platform you can access over at watch.freetalklive.com. Chris, welcome. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, what's up? What's on your mind? I just uh, I wanted to talk about the Proud Boys and the uh, the leader, Gavin McKinnon. LRN.FM Broadcast radio, so we're just going to dump your call. I'm pretty uh, sure he's like bisexual, so who cares? Okay, yeah, he's whether married, that happened but... or not, I don't know, but you can't say it on broadcast radio. And I, I don't asked even him know. specifically not to uh, be unradio friendly. Well, he's a loser. So. Yep. Uh, what were you going to say? Um, I don't even think that Gavin McKenna's is still the leader. That's like old. Yeah, news, I think he was like it? a founder of them or something, but may may not be involved with them currently. Like, I don't know. I just hate these subjects with these stupid fake fed groups because it's like it brings up people like him who just want. I know, I know so about that, Gavin McInnes, oh, Nazis. It's just like, oh my God, it's scraping the bottom of the barrel of like mm-hmm. American politics discourse. I think, Bonnie, you had said in the last hour you wanted to respond to something Ricky said. I made a note. It's like, uh, sorry, it's, it's barely even interesting it. now. It would have been something to say when I when he was talking about it, but he didn't let anyone comment. He has to get out an, a monologue before anyone else can comment. Mm-hmm. But... Um, it was just, I never knew that they were given the option, Puerto Rico was given the option to become a state or become a commonwealth. Like, I, I had heard about this ever since, well, a very long time. No, I don't know time. if it was become a state or become a well, commonwealth. No, he said way- that. He, no, become a state, the way that it was- none, none. I just never heard that that was one of the options. Well, Ricky's got an axe, right? And that axe is called a commonwealth. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can't really listen to what he says uh, through a lens of sanity um, and come out with what you're expecting. So it is true that not too long ago, Puerto Rico had a vote as to how they wanted to relate to the United States. And yeah, one of the options was being a state. Multiple votes. times in my yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's uh, it's going to keep coming out the way that it comes out. Um, what's right about being a territory is a whole bunch of aid, lots of money for your politicians and new government buildings and roads and all that stuff. Just money flows in all over the place. Um, And you don't have any of the rules that come with being a state. So Puerto Rico can put whatever discounts it wants on the federal government's income tax. Uh, if, If I got to put together a territory, I'd make it a U.S. territory. Um, if I was going to put together any kind of uh, nation or whatever, I'd make it a U.S. territory uh, because the benefits are worth it. Puerto Rico specifically su- suffers from the Jones Act, mm-hmm. and the Jones Act should be repealed. Can you explain what that it. does? I wish I could. The Jones hey. Act effectively makes it so that you Puerto Rico can only receive shipping, shipping, like ship shipping from the U.S. 
everything that goes I, I there know must why. pass through. It's really stupid. It's because a ship cannot leave a United States uh, bay and drive to another United States bay. It has to... Okay, it's an interna- I believe it's an international ship that cannot do this. It has okay, to so be a, an American a, a one U.S. flag-flying, you know, registered in the U.S. Right. ship. And they don't do that, that that much because... There just aren't as many. It was actually the Jones Act that put a bunch of U.S. ships out of business. Uh, there's an interesting John Stossel report about the Jones Act and yeah, how ridiculous watched- and counterproductive it has been. But ultimately, it, it, it hurts these islands especially. It also hurts people in the United States as well uh, because if you want to get some, you know, you want to get oil or, or whatever it was. I think somebody gave this example, actually. It was a hurricane. It affected Puerto Rico directly in this particular yep. case. Puerto Rico got slammed by a hurricane. Their uh, gas companies were, you know, demolished in a lot of ways, and they, uh, they needed gas immediately. And there was like an oil tanker or whatever, a gas tanker or whatever it was, off the coast of Puerto Rico that could have helped. Well, didn't Trump allow it? I thought that he oh, allowed it, but he didn't repeal the Jones Act. It's like, could be. oh, I can see why this is a crappy idea right now, but I'm just not going to actually well, My understanding fix it. is whether he allowed it or not, it, it could not help immediately yeah. because of the Jones Act, because the tanker was not registered to the United States, and so therefore it couldn't do anything uh, to help out the people of Puerto Rico legally. And uh, where you actually spent some time, Mark, in Saipan over in the U.S. Marianas, my understanding is the Saipan or the Marianas actually has an exemption from the Jones Act, meaning that Saipan is interesting because it wasn't a spoil of war. Like, uh, Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands and C- Cuba and uh, Philippines and all these other things that the U.S. got from the Spanish-American War. Saipan wrote a contract up and the U.S. and uh, actually U.S. wrote it up. Um, you know, they anyway, Saipan signed a contract with the U.S. and they don't have to do several of the things that the other territories have to do because they negotiated themselves into a territory. And that's why I say it's superior to be a territory. The Jones Act needs to go away. Isn't uh, uh, Puerto Rico a territory? Puerto Rico is a territory, but it's under the Jones Act because it's a spoil of war. Right. And what this is what, you know, in fact, all the complaining that goes on from Puerto Rico is, is um, really kind of silly. What it should be doing is pushing against the Jones Act mm-hmm. instead of pushing against being a, a being for a state or being against a state or being independent or yeah. any of these things. I thought the number my, one thing that would. My impression was that most Puerto Ricans don't want to be a state like when I was. They in, voted in, to apparently join, according to Wikipedia. They have officially. The, Joined? There's going to no, be 51 they have, states? they would have to be allowed to join. Uh, this is a referendum. It was held November 3rd, 2020 at their general election. It was the sixth referendum, according to Wikipedia, on the status of Puerto Rico. The previous one was 2017. It was the first referendum with a simple yes or no question, with voters having the option of voting for or against becoming a U.S. state. And the referendum was non-binding, as the power to grant statehood lies with U.S. Congress. But in this case, it was 52 uh, just over 52% that voted yes to be admitted into the union as a state. Wow. Which well, would be a perfect still... time for New Hampshire to leave because then we could just keep 50 stars. They can have their 50-star yep. flag. So maybe we could do a little swap. Wow. In 2009, there was a vote, if not 2010, but I was in seventh grade and I had some Puerto Rican friends and I was like, oh, did you hear that Puerto Rico might become a state? And they were like, 
my parents really do not want that to happen. My family does not want that to happen. I was like, what? Just because at the time I was like, why wouldn't you want to join America? The best country ever. <laughs> right. And, 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 and it makes perfectly good sense until you realize that being a state is a raw deal mm-hmm. compared to being a territory. Right. Especially if you can get Jones Act exemption, because in Saipan, what effectively that means for them is they can get products from anywhere in the world. Anywhere who's willing to ship to uh, to Saipan, there's no restriction, and that I imagine helps the keeps the cost of living on an island in the middle of BF nowhere down as low as possible. It's always more expensive to live out on an island, right? But if you can at least get shipments from anywhere in the world, you've got open market competition at least in that area. So that's a good thing. Yeah, what, what I found on Saipan is is that some things were a little cheaper. Um, for instance, mm-hmm. some some fruits were less expensive. Um, some things were way more expensive and some things were just sort of ordinary U.S. and most things were just sort of ordinary U.S. prices. Mm-hmm. Um, like getting a gallon of milk could be ten dollars. Uh-huh. Um, so but, you know, I mean, that's what we're I paying for raw milk here right now. No, it's Don't like seven dollars. Drink that's a half milk. <laughs> Wait, what? You, you're against raw milk? No, I'm against, I just don't drink milk. Why? I can't tell if we lost it. Oh, shoot. What did you say, Mark? I don't, I just don't drink milk. Oh, okay. It's not your thing. It's not, I'm not against it. I don't hate it. Um, I just don't sit down with a glass of milk and do it. (laughs) If somebody gave me a big old peanut butter cookie or something, we're we're missing it. We are getting some some packets dropping here. Yes, I and, hold that and thought there, Mark. It's not it's not it. working out right now. Just just and hold I that thought. Consume... Yeah, oh. we'll, we'll we'll come back to you here in uh, in just a moment. <laughs> Peanut butter cookie. Uh, yeah, I have to drink milk every day because I drink coffee every single day, mm. and I have never even tried black coffee. I don't think, and okay, I so, don't want to. So we were in the first hour of the show talking about independence. It is Independence Eve, and I was beginning to describe the new survey. Uh, the new p- poll that had been done here in New Hampshire this year. We did one last year. When I say we, it was the Foundation of New Hampshire Independence, of which I'm not officially a part, but I certainly support them. Uh, they had a very generous donor give a lot of money to them to hire a polling survey, a polling firm, which is called Survey USA, to do a poll in uh, eight different states. Now, this poll at Survey USA was very detailed. It was, I believe, 27 questions, so pretty hmm. lengthy. All of them were related to like how people feel about the federal government, and turns out the majority of people in New Hampshire are not a big fan of the federal government, but that so doesn't weird. mean they're ready to leave it. Apparently. We can just change it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if that's what they actually believe, but uh, there's a lot of really interesting questions, and I did, I did blog about it last summer over at NHExit.us, so if you want to dig into the SurveyUSA poll, you can certainly do that. The thing that we did differently this year, uh, NHExit.us actually hired the survey or the polling firm. In this case, it was uh, University of New Hampshire's Survey Center. Now, this is an organization that is well-respected here in New Hampshire as far as polling is concerned. They do a poll every month. They call it the Granite State Poll. And usually they're asking roughly 900 to 1,000 people in New Hampshire different political-related questions. So, 
you know, in a political year like this one uh, or primary presidential primaries are going on, they're asking questions about the primary. They ask some questions about marijuana legalization. So they, they just pick different issues that are kind of hot at the moment and they'll ask those questions. Well, as it turns out, you can also pay them. Uh, you know, a few thousand dollars, and they'll go ahead and ask your questions too, as long as they agree. They're not going to just take your questions the way you necessarily want them to ask them. They will give you their input on how the Write questions should be asked. Yeah, they'll kind of construct the questions on the way they think it would be the most, you know, scientific or fair uh, to ask the questions. So we did have some changes to some of the questions. We only hired them to do four questions, because but not in like a biased, bad way or anything. I don't feel right? like it was it's biased. No. No, uh, they, they thought it was an improvement on uh, the question. So we took some of the questions from, we took three questions from the previous survey, what I considered to be the most relevant uh, questions from the previous survey, and we essentially re-asked those, although they were somewhat were, uh, worded differently. And then the, uh, there was a new question about awareness of the previous year's constitutional amendment process that was potentially going to ask the people of new hampshire on a ballot whether or not they wanted to secede peacefully from the united states and as it turns out uh the the majority of people in new hampshire or the, actually about half 50 uh, percent of people in new hampshire had heard absolutely nothing about the proposed constitutional amendment 21 percent said they'd heard not very much uh 23 said some and five percent said a lot so Half had heard something, although 21% not much, and then of the remainder, uh, 28% heard either a lot or some about it. Hmm. And so there wasn't a whole lot of penetration into the news media about that particular issue last year, so it's not surprising. I mean, there was. It's just there wasn't a lot of people. I mean, like it's not like 100% of people will read the news. Well, that's that's true, but there really wasn't that much coverage. I mean, we really didn't get a whole lot of... Uh, news about it because i don't think it was taken seriously it was kind of looked at as a kooky uh thing well and... the thing is i don't think that there was a lot of write-ups just everything about the cacr 32 uh bill but there was lots of like references to it attacking matt santanastasso and attacking oh yeah the political Sylvia, people like were that. aware of it so in fact as yeah, but it, it was turns in out... articles that the average people could read that's what I'm saying. Yeah, some of it. Some of it was. I mean, it wasn't by by no means was it a focus or anything like that. It really wasn't taken very seriously. But when you actually broke it down, uh, you broke down the question of who had heard of. And that wasn't me saying that it was taken seriously. They sure, it just didn't get a lot of coverage. That's all. Um, it, it was the political types that were more well aware of it. Uh, in fact, the liberals were a little bit more on the ball when it came to this particular thing. And Wasn't their, there a whole episode about it in the NBC documentary? Absolutely. Yeah, that was one of the before... benefits. Uh, no, that came out this year. Yeah, before this poll was taken. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. No doubt about that. But this poll it's was asking huge. people about whether they were aware of it last year. So uh, there turns out that there were people in the North Country were far more likely to have been aware Wait, of it. The question asked, were you aware of this in 2021? No, it'd be 2022. In March of 2022, the New Hampshire House of Representatives rejected a proposed constitutional amendment calling for New Hampshire to peaceably declare independence from the United States and to govern itself as a separate country. How much do you recall hearing about this? Okay, but that could mean how much do you recall ever hearing about this? It could. Either way, it wasn't very many. So that was the one new question. The uh, the sort of retreads that we went through again, because you want to see, you know, are you growing in popularity and awareness on an issue or not? Uh, and of course, it's good to take different 
I, I thought it was a good idea to bring a different polling firm in here and just see what kind of results they got compared to the other one. And again, Granite State Poll is pretty well respected here inside uh, New Hampshire. Unfortunately, I don't think any mainstream media picked up this story. I was hoping that having UNH, the University of New Hampshire, actually conduct the survey hmm. would result in some mainstream media picking up the news, and I didn't hear anything. So yeah. I don't think we got any media out of this which is basically what happened last year there was that's not really as exciting news i mean like it's exciting to me but i can't really if see it was one out of three it might be more likely to get it or if mm. it was one out of two it might be more likely but either way they still they're they're kind of trying to ignore this issue and that's why we need to keep pushing it as much as we possibly can so so earlier yeah. i had said that uh one state didn't want to join the union it was actually the original three. Thir- oh, the original 13? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. actually three. My mom is the one that had told me this. She, mm-hmm. I asked her if she can recall. It's a Thomas Woods book, Tom Woods. Wasn't Rhode Island one of them? Yes, and mm-hmm. that's the one when I started Googling, I thought it might be Rhode Island, but the internet doesn't just straight up come out and say it. Tom Woods okay. has all kinds of really uh, interesting sources to learn about history that you can't easily get to because he went to Harvard. And uh, so he wrote this book called The Politically Incorrect Guide to American History. And my mom has it all highlighted and marked up. And yeah, it was Virginia, New York and Rhode Island originally wouldn't Hmm. sign unless they had uh, they were assured that they would be able to get out. It's good to know. I was not aware of that. (laughs) So the UNH survey that happened this year had eleven hundred and five respondents which was 76% more than the Survey USA sample. So we had a much larger sample size, which is always a good thing uh, for a scientific survey. But again, the results were down across the board. The most positive result this time out was that 28% in New Hampshire who said they would definitely not or probably not want New Hampshire to join the union if we already weren't part of the United States, which is a really kind of an interesting question to ask it puts people into the uh, the position of trying to imagine a, you know, a world in which we weren't part of the union, right? To use their imagination on what that might be like. Yep. And then knowing what you know about the federal government and how it behaves now, would you want to join them? Yep. Very unique, uh, you know, like interesting to see how people re- respond to that as opposed to would you want to leave? Because it's right. like... It puts them in a totally different state of mind. They're less like defensive, like what if we get in a war or whatever, because yep. there wouldn't be a war if you ch- chose not to. I mean, I don't think there's, there's no war be a war to join. Right. Yeah. Fifty seven percent said definitely or probably. So still a majority of people in New Hampshire would be willing to join the United States today. By no means good, but not an overwhelming uh, majority about 15% said they didn't know or they weren't sure. And again, 28% saying uh, that definitely or probably not, they would not want to join the United States. And uh, let's see, what else La- do you need to know? Ladies and gentlemen, members of America, do you want to be partially responsible for torture of prisoners in other countries? Or do you not? Do you not want to have that partial responsibility from, you know? Plenty of, plenty of Americans, the answer to that is yes. That they do want to be responsible for torture? Yeah, I, they, don't, I, they don't mind it at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know that's definitely the case. There are lots of psychopathic or at least secondarily psychopathic freaks out there that think it's fine to kill as long as it's for America, for my family, you know. Last year, the language was a little more explicit on this question. 
uh, or I'm sorry, the, the, uh, the another question. So uh, asking people if they're ready to peacefully secede from the United States. It didn't go as well uh, this year. And the question did change significantly from last year. So last year's was, I would prefer New Hampshire to govern itself as an independent country, which last year found 29% strongly or somewhat agreeing. This year's question was more explicit, saying, quote, would you support or oppose New Hampshire peacefully seceding from the United States and governing itself as a separate country, to which only 16% strongly or somewhat supported? So about one out of six people in New Hampshire supporting what is a pretty strong statement, right, that we should secede peacefully from the U.S. and govern ourselves as a separate country. And we're going to continue here in moments, the number, but again, that's about half of uh, last year's question, which wasn't quite the same question, but simply. More coming up here. You can share your thoughts on independence on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones open if you want to join the show. You can. The number is 603-283-6160. We're talking a little bit about independence here tonight. Independence Eve. Also discussing the idea, we had somebody call in about uh, Puerto Rico, and that led to a discussion about sort of alternative statuses underneath the United States government, such as uh, territory, which has a bit of a range as far as places that were dominated uh, and taken over by force by the United States. What do you mean by range? Uh, so there's, like Mark was saying, there's uh, the sort of the range of you've been dominated and taken over by force versus you joined oh. through a negotiated agreement like the islands out uh, where Saipan is, which is the capital of the uh, Marianas Islands that had an agreement to join the United States as a territory. And they got some, they got a better deal uh, than Puerto Rico did. So we can talk about those things, and again, it is Independence Eve. Ian, Bonnie, and Mark here with you tonight. We're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. But I also want to let you know that Free Talk Live was brought to you this hour by Dash, and Dash is digital cash. It's a cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Last year, Dash launched a killer app that allows you to spend your Dash at over 150,000 locations across the United States. We're talking about major retailers big brands that you are familiar with, stores you probably already go to. The difference here is you actually get a discount for paying in Dash. So you finally have a reason to actually spend your cryptocurrency. The app is called Dash Direct, and it is available on your Apple or Android app store. And from what I understand, it works very, very well. I'm not allowed to use cryptocurrency under my bail condition, so I've sadly never been able to try Dash Direct. But our uh, our co-host, Captain Kickass, uses it all the time. And he was a big user of Dash Direct prior to Dash becoming a sponsor. So, like, he's the real deal. Like, he was using this because it was useful, not because they're a sponsor of the show, right? Like, he was using Dash Direct because you get a discount to spend Dash, which is a great reason to choose spending crypto instead of spending dollars. So they've really done the right thing with giving people an incentive to spend their Dash. And uh, each business, by the way, has different 
discount levels. So they range from less than 1% to 4 to 6% to some of them as high as 7 to 9%. just depends on the business and the discount they want to offer. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies, and it's widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get. It's easy to use Dash. You can start by learning more at Dash.org. And thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. You can visit Dash.org. To learn about Dash, that is Dash.org. Let's go to the phones here. Mark is listening on the radio uh, to WGOW in Chattanooga. Go ahead, Mark. Mark in Georgia, are you with us? Oh, that's Tennessee. He was. Well, he's listening in Georgia. It's They've got a pretty big signal, so it's pretty easy for uh, people in like North Georgia to hear uh, the Chattanooga station. Anyway, Mark, uh, not sure what happened to you there. We'll put you back on hold and maybe try you back in a little bit. Meanwhile, we tried Johnny in New York. Johnny, you're on Free Talk Live watching us on Odyssey at watch.freetalklive.com. Hello, can you hey, hear me? You're on the air, Johnny. Go ahead. So uh, I want to talk about the police. Also, uh, nice dog, by the way, earlier. Very Thank you. Dog. Yeah, his name is Coconut. He's our studio dog. What's on your mind tonight? So uh, I'm from New York, and I want to talk about the police. Like, uh, you know, some cops are bad and stuff, and, you know, especially in, in New York with the NYPD, like the corruption and stuff. But, like, what would be the alternative? Like, if we abolish... LRN.FM Cast radio, so we're gonna hit the dump button. He's just there. a stupid troll. He called in last last night just to oh, go. Oh, did he really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same guy that said, "Uh, you know, the uh, Beavis and Butthead uh, sound." Yeah, yeah. It it's so stupid. Yeah, every now and then it's the, always a giveaway, isn't it? Yeah, every now and then the teenagers <laughs> in some chat room or whatever will find out about Free Talk Live and they'll call in with the, just the dumbest. Uh, crank calls and in it's the so world. stupid because first of all like it's not even like they said anything funny and second of no, all they will not, not get on the radio yeah you're not gonna it. hear this on the radio no, didn't make it bro and it's like i just don't see how you get entertainment from that well, well you've never I mean, been a teenage just... boy <laughs> <laughs> they get some kind of entertainment <sighs> out of it uh, i think it's worth um you know addressing the question to some extent though um in the absence Oh, can you restate the question without the uh, profanity so our listeners know what the question was? Yeah. In the absence of a government monopoly on policing, we would probably have local communities hiring private security in order to, you know, handle whatever the issue is. Mm -hmm. And then they would be, I know this, hold on, this is the big kicker would be responsible for their actions. Mm. They wouldn't be able to lean on a man's throat for five minutes until he dies without consequences. They wouldn't be able to do any variety of things that an average person couldn't do. And this is important, ladies and gentlemen, because badges don't grant you extra rights. A badge, like, I can't, I can only give you the rights that I have. You can act as an agent for me. And that's true for anybody else, too. You can act for an, as an agent for a hundred different people. Mm -hmm. But those hundred people don't have more, more rights than the one person you're arresting. That's and a great way to put it. Your actions are completely responsible. You're completely responsible for those actions inside of whatever you do in a given day. So, you know, if a cop does something wrong, he should be held responsible for it. And in the history of this nation, it's only relatively new that they don't. Mm -hmm. It's a Supreme Court ruling, I think, from the 
60s or something that's uh, created qualified immunity. Wow. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. You you can't hire someone, even hire them as a representative to the United States or hire them as a cop. And somehow, magically, because there's a middleman, you get to give them the right to harm people when no one had the right before. Nobody has. Not if all of us are created equal. You certainly don't have a right to harm someone. It's And the other thing about a right, what is a right? I think that doesn't get defined enough. A right is any action, any action that can, you can possibly think of. You could think of them for days. You can spend time, lots of time thinking of this. Any action that you do with your body or your voice that doesn't harm anyone else. That's a right. And, and uh, it, what if I just it hurts think their that, feelings. Uh, it's still your right to say it. Why? It's their right to walk what away if, from if, you. What if it really hurts their feelings? Hurting your feelings is one thing, but <laughs> if you're saying threatening someone, I That's don't not think... what I'm saying. I'm just saying it hurts their feelings. Yeah, they say you hurt my feelings. It's still your right to say something that hurts someone's feelings because it's their right to block you if it's like Twitter or walk away from you. I think the answer there is that they're in control. They are in. They are responsible for their feelings. Whether they want to admit that they control them or not is another question. A lot but... of people are not on that level yet yeah no they're not <laughs> but it, i mean the old what was it i don't know if it was peewee herman or whoever that said sticks and stones may break my mo- bones but words will never hurt me right so like that's an old children's saying for a reason because if your feelings are hurt it's because you decided to be hurt you decided yep. to feel hurt by and what somebody else said i don't know who originally said this but carla garrick has quoted it a lot she's the free state project yeah, uh, ex-president she has said a lot that she was inspired by a quote she heard, I don't know from who, that goes, there are no annoying people. And Mm. a lot of the times when I say, ugh, he's so annoying about someone, that quote just pops in my head and I was like, and I'm like, ugh, I I just know it's true. There aren't, quote, annoying people. There's just you reacting that you are annoyed by them and you can choose not to. And it... It takes work to try not to be annoyed by someone, but you can you can do it. I, I I just decided to stop being annoyed by this pretty talkative, not very, let's just say, somebody who would be pretty commonly considered annoying by most people, woman that I worked with. I, I was just like getting so worked up about how much she annoyed me every day and I had to deal with her every day. And one day I just thought, all I can do is choose not to be annoyed by her. So... I would just say I'm not annoyed by her in, in my own head or whatever. And uh, I would start to say like I like her. And it just it was like a couple days. I just started to really like her. Then we started to actually become friends. And now mm. I really love that woman. Such a cool story. Uh, let's continue here. I think we may actually have Mark back in Georgia. Mark, are you with us now? Yeah, I'm here. All right. You're on the air, sir. Go um, ahead. Listening in uh, Chattanooga. That last, guy, that last guy was out of hand, buddy. I'll tell you what. Yeah, well, um, we dumped his call, so he never made it to the radio. You heard him because you were on hold, but uh, that never made it to the radio. Yeah, that was horrible, man. Uh, but what I wanted to talk about was gun control, you know? Yes, sir. They're talking about all these bans and stuff. How are they going to ban me going to the Home DP and buying some stuff to make a gun, you know? They're never going to ban that. They can't possibly, right? In fact, uh, there were people who—you've <laughs> heard of the gun buybacks where they'll pay like $200— 
for uh, anybody turning in a gun. The, the real smart smart guys will go to Home Depot and buy you know all the piping or whatever necessary to just screw a quick cheap gun together gun, yeah, like a yeah 15 dollar or 20 dollar gun and then take it to the gun buyback and get a check bucks. for 200 dollars. it's crazy i might do that buddy yeah but like <laughs> the real thing they're banning they're talking about banning all of these when they should be banning the real problems you know what's that the government ban can we just ban the government because i think that would solve a lot of problems no buddy black <laughs> LRN.FM. You really have to hit the, the dump button on that, but I'm just going to do it anyway, because oh. why not? Yeah, it's like, just, don't give him the satisfaction of making it to the radio. Yeah. I could totally tell that he was a troll from the beginning, because he was like, that last guy in his fake accent. Well, he was smart enough to try to claim that he was calling from an actual radio station. Most of them mm-hmm. aren't that smart. Uh, but we also have caller ID, and he was calling us from Toronto. <laughs> he had a Toronto phone number, hmm. so I didn't really believe him for a moment that he was in Georgia. Oh. I mean, maybe he could be from Toronto, living in Georgia. But given that we're being in, it was we're an being obviously deluged. fake accent. Yeah, we're we're being deluged with uh, with fake callers here tonight. Uh, anyway, going on the number, if you want to join the show, six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Let's talk to Skeeter in California. You're on Free Talk Live, Skeeter. I wish he was a fake caller. Yeah. He's real. Go ahead, oh, Skeeter. Hey. At least at least you're real. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, hey. I originally had like three points I wanted to get over now, like listening to you more, like being forced to listen to you on hold, like have like five. Um oh, okay. I thought Bonnie was talking about me for a second when she was talking about I don't know if we're gonna get to all five, so why don't you pick the yeah. most important one and start with that? Okay, I, I can get them all five out quickly. Uh, Bonnie, no, no, no. No, you can't because we got to respond one. to them. So go ahead. Yeah, that's not the way we do they'll this. Be, they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll be really fast where you can you know, just process and respond. So, Bonnie, uh, first off, with the rights, you know you have to exclude children with that. Uh, number two. Uh, okay, no, this no, is how we do this. Number two. Just move to me. We're going to talk about you number one it. here. When you, when you say you have to exclude children, what do you mean? Like you said, you guys can inter- a parent can intervene even uh, against uh, child wishes, right? You guys admitted this. I mean, at least Ian did. It's uh, not Bonnie, that I, I admitted that you're right. It's that I have common sense to know that children are not fully uh, like, and I mean, not everyone magically becomes not a child at 18. But mm-hmm. if we're talking about like. I would say pretty universally everyone below 10 years old is not able to make most decisions by themselves. And it's not that I'm excluding children from having rights to do things that don't harm people. It's just that sometimes a child doesn't know that if they run out into the road, they mm-hmm. will get hit by a car yeah. and die. They just think, yeah. I, sh- shut up for a second, I'm talking. They will just think, <laughs> I want to run. So you're not harming them by stopping them from running. You just have to put them in a place where they can run freely without getting hurt. I want to hear it, Mark weigh in on this one because he actually has a child. Yeah, I, what I would say regarding so? that is, is there was a um, there was a police officer recently that jailed his son for pooping his pants. I think um, they talked was, about this last night on the show. It was a brief jailing, but um, you know it's it's a fascinating thing that uh, that that we're. You know, saying here, is it true that children don't have the same rights as adults? Yeah. Are we training them so that they do? I think that's true, too. I think it's an interesting adversarial relationship that Skeeter has created for himself with Free Talk Live because I don't just necessarily disagree with him. But I sure feel like I do. 
Go ahead, Skeeter, with point number two. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I want to address it, but I'll, I'll let that go. We'll discuss that another. Number two, uh, I think the uh, what Mark said about like you know private police, whatever. I think uh, in a in a non democratic market, that's kind of what I want to call a free market. What you guys call a free market. I think that the basis of a justice system starts with a reputation system. There's scary consequences to that, too, uh, like no privacy. Uh, number three, uh, let's see. Okay, hold on a second. Now, now, when you say a reputation system, no privacy, okay. I mean, can you expound on that a little bit more? Like, what are you talking about? Uh, information is cheap. So this is where your justice system will start. Um, it will be somewhat like, you know, Imagine like a crypto Wikipedia. I, I'm, I'm just envisioning where everybody can input any information that's non-deletable. I, it's it's a little complex. I, I mean, I think we should let this go for a second. We can talk okay. about. I'll bring well, that don't up. bring I'll something up if you don't want to talk about it on the radio. Okay. Incredibly I do. Um, I think that it's uh, that. So let's let's like take a look for a second at credit card companies. Do credit card companies yeah. treat everybody the same? And the Wait, answer what? is, do credit card companies treat everybody the same? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Credit, credit. Scores, they don't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. They yeah. absolutely don't treat everybody the same yeah. because people don't deserve to be treated the yeah. same. Yeah. There yeah. are people it's out like, there um, who do not deserve one penny from you because mm -hmm. they will steal it given any opportunity. And, yeah. um, you know, like I, I think that. In many cases, Americans really are not prepared for a world where an organization doesn't, tr you know, like a government organization that's like a government doesn't treat them the same as their neighbor. But they don't deserve to be treated the same as their neighbor. They may deserve to be treated better. They may be deserve to be treated worse, but they don't deserve to be treated the same. Are you saying uh, like if we lived in a world more based on reputation, some people would get treated better than others and people aren't ready for that? I also think that the reputation system would be twisted by whomever is out there. For instance, um, I have applied for a credit card uh, through Bank of America. And because of, uh, you know, some past business with the Shire Free Church, I can't get it. Wow. <laughs> but I can get the best credit card in America, funny. right? But I can't get <laughs> a crappy old Bank of America card. Yeah, but right now it's That's like, right. it's it's not really apples and oranges to compare the way things are now with the banking system to like a you know a world that we're talking about where the government doesn't have so much sway i i just don't think that like if you didn't want to if if we're bank of america if the world, biggest Bonnie. america i mean sorry the biggest bank was just willy-nilly not accepting people people would be like okay screw you i'm gonna go over here but right now they all work together to hold people like the shire free church uh, in positions where they're unable to bank. I think that I, I think that there will be unfairness and that there will be no recourse. But there currently is, you know. What? He's talking about in a future in this uh free in market future, future that there will be where? unfairness and no recourse. The recourse in a free market is to take market stuff, actions and to, you know, spread the word about businesses that are treating people poorly. And get, you know, get people to use their buying power to not do business with those people. That's the yeah, that, recourse. That, if we're talking, I think he's trying to talk. Go ahead, Skeeter. What now? But if you can, if you can kind of imagine, I don't, it's uh, imagine a free market version of like that Chinese social credit score. 
Unfortunately, that's there would be no free market version of that because that is a monopolistic system enforced by gunpoint by a government. Okay, yeah, that the Chinese one is right now. But I think what Skeeter's saying is in a there could be a privatized one where people want to get high ratings, so they want to agree to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that absolutely could be the case, Uh, you know, and and if that's the case, then that's fine, because at least then it's voluntary to participate in that. And there could be multiple companies doing this. If if somebody finds out that this one company doing it is unfairly, you know, rating Mexicans low because they don't like Mexicans, people can say, well, screw them, I'm going to go to this other Skeeter, let's move to number uh, three, I think, on your list of things. Yeah, which is originally my number one, but uh, okay, so I heard, uh, so just a little... I wrote this down. So just a little more insight into my position before I start. I heard Mark say just a little while ago that government isn't a profit-seeking entity. And this is the reason why I say government and all types of democracy short of a pure market are immoral, as opposed to you guys who say that government is immoral simply because of the fact they use aggression as a tool. Okay, so what's the uh, reason you're saying they're immoral? They're not. So remember I said to you before that they're inefficient at uh, uh, connecting supply and demand. It's the, you could say it another way is that they're not a profit seeking entity. Okay. What's the reason why they're immoral in your mind? It's because, uh, this, the game of democracy, uh, in game theory, uh, democracy can be analyzed as a game, right? And I don't mean to trivialize uh, a game. A game is just saying a bunch of actors with incentives and costs and, uh, see what happens. Like you can analyze what happens using like rational, rational, uh, motives. Uh, so Mm -hmm. like, in a democracy, again, you've probably heard of, like, concentration of benefits and distribution of costs. This is what democracies and, like, representative democracies like republics do. Like, uh, and it's, it's logical, right? And this is the logical outcome of, of when you in, instill a system of distribution of resources, or at least partly, you know, with taxation. Well, the logical aspect of government is when there are reverse incentives, as there are with the state, you are going to have people behave in a certain way. But you haven't explained to me why you think that uh, governments are immoral. Immoral or moral? Well, again, I'm uh, immoral. immoral. I I am uh, evolutionary. Ultimately, I'm an evolutionary utilitarian, so my morality stems from evolution. So let me state my... My principle, my one and only principle that I never, I never, I never rationally uh, violate, unlike you guys with children, right? So, um, no, uh, I don't, and I told you only, I don't. My only uh, principle is to serve uh, the highest evolutionary being. I know it sounds, and in, in, like, in the, are you talking about God? Everyday, no, no. The highest evolutionary the, 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 being. What is that? Like, mean? He's just using a different term for whatever is the highest uh, good for. Uh, hum- the human race. This is according is the- to you, no, right? No, no, no. Uh, human race is a stepping stone, right? Like AI, for example, might be a better, uh, better surviving entity in evolution. Well, the right now they're not. So you will serve. Actually- just to clarify, and this is interesting because Skeeter, I've never, I don't think you've said this before. Your yeah. highest principle is to serve the highest evolutionary being. So presumably, if uh, let me, uh, if aliens or robots or something else like that comes into the picture, you believe that they are more evolved. You will become their yeah. servant. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Yeah, that's what I was trying to use a different word than serve, but uh, okay. I will try to maximize. No, I won't necessarily maximize any any means to the end, right? But the end itself. So all of those 
all of those, what you mentioned, were just means to the end, the perfection, right? The end of perfection. Which, I, I which would be, uh, some people would define that as God, right? Like that, uh, that humankind no. is trying to, I know you're saying no, but some people would define yeah. that as, uh, as God because God is, you know, sure. the perfect. Uh, and, and the idea can, is that humans that. are trying to seek that. In fact, we learned recently that Mormons actually believe to some extent, I'm not sure if I can state exactly what their beliefs are, but that they are trying to seek to uh, become uh, as God. Their own gods. As, uh, or as like I understand it. Over themselves, but a god on a new planet, and they populated with their wife. But are you like an atheist or something, Skeeter? Is that why when I say yeah. those things, you're kind of recoiling at it? Yeah, yeah, okay. just like you guys, uh, you can probably see sometimes I'm an, uh, I see my atheistic uh, leanings. Okay, okay well, uh, so, be, yeah, being... I can't, but I, deif- I do deify evolution. I kind of like worship it. I mean, um, it only makes sense. This is where all our instincts come from. It's where all our morality mm-hmm. is given. Uh, it's why evolution gave us morality. In did, order so to did you get to how point? does ev- evolution give us morality if you don't believe in actual morality? There, there can't be objective morality if you're a utilitarianism or a utilitarian. And that is a question we'll have to save for another time with Skeeter because we want to make sure other people can get on the show. So I understand you had five points, Skeeter, but call us another night and get to whatever the other ones were. So he contradicts himself so often. He calls himself something like a a market believer, but he also believes in the government controlling the markets. And he's a he utilitarian, says, so he, he said, believes in whatever he yeah, thinks is the best and thing. And that's the thing. You, the definition of a utilitarian is to not have any principles. So whatever he was trying to explain about his principle, it doesn't even make sense to have one if you're a utilitarian. Just, it, the definition of the word is kind of what he was trying to say. It's not a principle. Skeeter, Skeeter's operating on a level way above us. No, I don't he's know about not. That. He seems like a really confused guy, uh, but you know, at least he can. At least we can talk to him without having to hit the dump machine. Uh, there's more coming yeah. up here in moments. Our number three is on the way. The number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. The number is 603-283-6160. It is Independence Eve, and of course, you're certainly welcome to call in about that topic. And it's time once again to declare independence from, this time, the United States, the tyranny of 535 drunken maniacs in Washington, D.C., and their president. Uh, here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And remotely, we have... Mark! Mark is with us all the way down in Costa Rica tonight. And we're going to uh, continue with the calls, even though the majority of them tonight have been terrible, uh, what I would call crank calls. And these are not people with serious topics they're just people trying to get something out on the radio that could be offensive. So why do it to your listeners? Why what? do what? Why why take calls if because uh, that's what we do. Well, we don't know that the yeah, next call know. is going to be a. Why continue to do it? Well, we don't it's, know if the next call is going to be. I got a suicide pact. <laughs> right. We don't know if one of those. You don't uh, owe these people anything. 
Yeah, but we do take calls here on Free Talk Live, and it is an open phone show, so I'm going to do it. It doesn't though, get to the listener if they say the N-word or whatever. No, it never gets to the radio. But uh, but even though Alfonso, our next caller, uh, ostensibly from California, did admit to me while I was uh, screening his call that it that he when I asked him what uh, by what means he was listening, he all he would say was the internet, and he would not be more specific about it and he admitted okay, that he Mark found he admitted that he found the show through a telegram channel and when i asked him what the channel was some cantwell band sa- channel he said it was classified <laughs> so at least his answers were oh, kind so of what if, it, what if the name of the channel is in fact classified yeah, it could it could be uh i don't know if he's a fed <laughs> or not but he's on the air now alfonso you're on free talk live hopefully you can do better than your predecessors have but I'm not. Uh, I don't have my hopes up. I'll just. I guess I'll say that. Well, explain to him, Alfonso. Let me just explain what a dump button is. A dump button is something that a terrible uh, explanation, Mark, because you're you're getting uh, you're breaking up really all over bad. The place. Uh, LRN FM. Now we're gonna, we're gonna hit the dump button. I mean, Mark does have a point, Ian. Like during the screening, you were pretty sure yeah, he I'm, was. Yeah, I'm certain like, of it. What, yeah, in fact. Who does it bring value to for you to answer a thing like that? We lo- we just missed ten seconds or whatever it is, thirty seconds of yeah. the show. No, it is. It is bad. It's like, do people want to listen to a show that has three fleshes I'm in it? I'm just hoping for the best from humanity here, okay? I'm hoping that we can get That's why you need to get into a your somewhat soul. intelligent conversation that from they're one all of these tools. Not even somewhat com- uh, un- un- mostly not even somewhat intelligent. You're saying these aren't even human callers? No, I'm saying in the United States, 90% of people don't read anything, and they're stupid. Is that true? I'm just it up. making that up. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. So anyway, Mark's having some internet difficulties over there. Hopefully he'll pop back in and it's and just like, if you just accepted with that, it. what I'm saying is true, you would have, a you would be happier. It's like a dog when a dog gets trained and they I'm get very happy. Are you saying you think I'm unhappy? I'm not, I don't think you're unhappy, but hoping for humanity to be a certain way when it's just not the reality mm-hmm. is not a good place to live in just be content with where we are and then we can move on from there like mm-hmm. we need to educate people on what rights are for example well, most if them, you go and ask somebody what a right is i would feel bad though bonnie about cutting off all young sounding males from the show you know every now and then it's one different of them if there's been yeah. two and they're doing the same beavis and butthead giggles uh-huh. and they say i can't tell you the telegram chat it's classified <laughs> what mark Right. This is just dumb. This isn't like this is just you being bullheaded about, well, I started a radio program in 2002 and I called it Free Talk Live. Our and, crank callers like, were way better back then. Changed, man. Yeah, our crank callers were way better. We had like really it. talented uh, way... people doing I would, voices. I would not and even crank, be mad if. And the crank callers that you have now weren't even born. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. They've gotten worse, sadly. I mean, we've had some bad crankers over the years, too. I mean, there's just definitely no doubt about that. Um, but, you know, every now and there's, then we get a young no, person it's calling in. It's not even a in. crank call to just say the N-word on the radio. It's stupid. It's a terrible, worst kind of crank right. call. That's why I think it's just a cancel. That's what's happened, though. It used to be 
you had to have something to crank with. You could, you had to say, hey, is uh, your refrigerator running? Well, you got to go out and catch it. Like you had to be prepared Creative. Yeah, with you had to something. something. Right. But now, you know, people just go into chat rooms and spam the N word um, until they get blocked. Mm-hmm. There's just no intelligence to it. Yeah. Hmm. Why, it's why might just that be? Dumb. Do you think that people are largely stupid in the United States? Mark? I don't know whether stupid um is the right term I would use, but um, you know, I don't think that I don't think people in the United States are any different than people I any place else. Say, yeah, rest of the world. Um I don't think there's much difference there. I mean IQ is IQ. Yeah. Let's go to the phones here. I, I so, just, you know, um, you know I don't think that could, that's different. One of the but things what I could, would say is, is one of the things we could do here is him? Uh, no, he's just I think he's delayed. Oh. Uh, one of the things that we could do here is I could you know prohibit all young sounding males from calling the show when we know that there's crank uh, calling going on. But I, I think that's unfortunate because then we're going to be pre discriminating against what could be in theory. Uh, a young male that isn't a, uh, a you know dipwad that is going to be calling into the show that night. I mean, the odds that that would happen probably pretty low, and maybe we'd be safe doing that. Uh, just how often does them. a new male with something interesting, like new young male with something interesting to say, actually call into Free Talk Live with just a intelligent question? I don't know. Or- uh, not often enough. You're right about that, Bonnie. Let's go to the phones here, though. We got CW in Arizona listening to K Talks. Go ahead, CW. Yes, I have about 10 or 15 points I need to get to really quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Pick a couple. Go ahead, CW. Oh, I'm just joking. I know, no, I know. Man. It was a good one. I, I'm, used to, I'm used to the crank callers because on KTOX, our local station, man, we get these bozos all day, every day. Like most of the, day, most of the week, these bozos are calling in, and I'm sure they're the same people. They could be. But, yeah, don't discriminate against young-sounding males. I, I mean, I sound like an old man, but I am pretty young. You don't sound that old, CW. I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say you're, like, you're uh, in your 30, late 30s, early um, 40s. I think I'm turning 37, I okay. think, so, right. 36 or something like that. Yeah, that's not old, dude. That's, anyways, that's like, you know, maybe middle-aged at best. That's not middle-aged. I, I just want, I, I just want to tell Mark, man. Yeah. I hope he finds a good lemonade stand to where he can buy a good drink of lemonade because he's breaking up. He might as well just go find a next stand and start drinking lemonade. Do they, I don't know. Do they sell lemonade down <laughs> in Costa Rica? But they sell amazing fruit juices that are actually not pasteurized. Yeah, you probably get some. Real, you probably yeah. get some naranja, jugo de, de naranja. What are you drinking down there, Mark? What do you get on the streets? He's right. Uh, they are, they make lemonade with uh, sparkling water here. Oh. Nice. So they, you know, to them a limit, a lime and a lemon are the same thing, mm. and they just uh, squeeze that into uh, gaseous water, and it's great. Sounds amazing. Awesome. All right, CW, well, were you calling that, about anything? But I think no, no, I think okay. he might be right about my connection, though. I hear you now. You're fine now. Yeah, you're okay now. Well, now I, I was just kind of calling a troll because I haven't heard this. I mean, I've been listening for quite a while, and I took a break, and I haven't heard the dump button that many times, so. I just decided to call and troll a little bit, but I do love fruit juice in sparkling water. It's the best, not not the pre-made crap mm-hmm. with the flavoring in sparkling right, water. Right. You got to actually pour your own grape. Make it juice yourself. Or, yeah, yeah. You get your own 100% little, juice and mix it up with the or, sparkling. 
or apple cider vinegar with mm-hmm. a little maple syrup or agave. How about that how is, about taking the sparkling fruit juice and popping it into popsicles in the freezer? That's another one. Oh, I've never tried that. That's a fun one. Okay, I've never. Yeah, me either. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've had people do that. But. One thing I've been oh, doing thanks, recently. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks, it's, CW. It's elite. What I've been doing is taking some frozen strawberries, some fresh watermelon, and whatever else, the little things you want to add in. Those are like the important things. Put it in a blender mm-hmm. and also with a mint, a couple mint leaves, peppermint leaves or whatever. Do you do any ice in that? Uh, no, no. I, I'd make this like thick mi- mixture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to have a good amount of frozen stuff so it's thick, especially frozen strawberries. That makes it really sweet. Maybe add a little honey in there too if you want it sweeter. And then you pour that over ice. Then you take a regular plain sparkly min- mineral water like I have here, Geryl Steiner. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> That turns it into basically like, oh, and lime, fresh lime juice. And it turns it into like a strawberry limeade. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. What about Sarah in New Mexico? Sarah, what do you like to mix up uh, fruit juice-wise at home? Juice? Juice? Um, you don't drink juice? No, I like I like um, the crystal white sugar-free. Oh, um, God. Didn't you hear no, that yeah, aspartame gives people oh, that's cancer? that's the aspartame one, yeah. Crystal, or ice crystal or something. Well, you know, the thing is, everything but everything else is going to kill you. I mean, what, <laughs> the sugar is going to kill you. Is anything really better than anything the else? The thing about aspartame is I specifically do not want neurotoxins. I love my brain. I don't want to end up with a brain injury. I mean, I already had some. I've had concussions. And mm-hmm. I don't want to lose any brain cells. You don't just mm-hmm. grow those back, I don't think. I think that's uh, don't you have to have a whole bunch? They did like you gotta have like hundred times for the rats to have damage. They overhype it, you know. As long as that is true. A lot of the studies bad. on uh, let's say like ecstasy or whatever they did. That's very, what very you heavy. say. Actually, I, ABC I News reported on this years ago. Yeah, and they uh, lie about lots of stuff. Well, I mean, you can yeah, look it up so. yourself, but uh, they they hit these study participants or the rats or whatever with very very high doses to the point where they're right. of course they're going to have some sort of negative or deleterious effect. I mean, it is definitely true, Sarah. Uh, you're going to die, so if you really love crystal light and aspartame, you might as well enjoy it while you're still here on the planet. What were you calling about tonight? Yes, I wanted to tell you. Did you know today is the post office? Celebration Day, um, um, Acknowledgement Day. You know, no, I didn't. That. Bonnie, you went to the post office today. Did you it's celebrate so them? It's so weird because today, if that's true, if it's post office acknowledgement day, they're doing this uh, lady wrong because the kiosk was broken. There was like 10 people in line and they had one, one lady, lady working there today. And she was all like, I'm sorry for the wait. I'm sorry for the wait. And I was just like, dang, like, did everyone take off at the same day? Uh, here's something you might not know, Sarah. They're raising postal rates again. I spotted this today in the Consumer World Report, consumerworld.org. That's the company that's behind Mouseprint, which is the site that kind of keeps an eye on uh, like prices going up, uh, shrinkflation, etc. And they say the Postal Service is going to be increasing mailing rates on July 9th. Yet again, I mean, it has gone up and up and up. It feels like it was just a few years ago that it was like 50 cents. Now it's going to be 66 cents. Sarah, are we supposed to appreciate them for continually raising rates? Well, I I don't know why they take the money and then they need to hire more 
postal workers and give us better service, but since it's oh. government owned, they don't have to be competitive. But right. you know, the thing is that that Paul remember that in Texas he died working um delivering mail and the heat exhaustion. I mean no. that's completely pitiful. I mean he called out well, if I mean, there's what? enough people doing a job, Sarah, somebody's going to die. To die. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Right? I mean, it's I mean, Texas. Like, you know, there's people on roofs that fall off every day, but we don't have a roofer appreciation uh, society, right? Well, I mean, we don't stop. We don't take a day off and say, well, we've got to really just think about the roofers. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, Sarah. I appreciate it. Uh, so, yeah, 66 cents is going up from 63 cents. We looked not too long ago at the, the list of... You know, how often they've raised the rates. They've been raising them a lot more recently, it seems like, than they did previously. On has, stamps and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, first-class stamps. Hmm. Uh, anyway, that's that's some news for you. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. We were talking earlier about... This, there's people who die doing talk shows. I mean, don't we uh, don't we need to have a oh, day yeah. for that? Like last year, there was some hmm. man that died in his home studio while on the air. I don't really? remember who it was, unfortunately. What about that idiot that uh, had his girlfriend shoot him through like a phone book and died? Oh, God. Whoa, I've never heard of that. Uh, in yeah, other news from the Consumer World Report, bottles of Huai Fong Sriracha are going for as much as $70 on some websites amid yep. a shortage of Whoa. the popular hot sauce. Is that like the typical droughts. brand? That we see, you know, uh, with the yes, green top. Yes, Fong with the green top. Yep, yep exactly. With the ch- the rooster. Yep. On uh, on the bottle, a single twenty eight ounce bottle is being listed on eBay for nearly seventy dollars. Now, whether they're going to get it or not, that's the question. That what they need to look at is the completed sales. Yeah, yeah. What are what are they actually selling for? Uh, two pack of seventeen ounce bottles is being asked for a hundred dollars or more on Amazon right now. Uh, other brands' iterations of the sauce on the sites are notably less expensive, but prices for Huai Fong's authentic version are being driven up by an ongoing shortage of the chili peppers wow. that are used to make the condiment. The company announced a shortage of chili pepper inventory back in 2020. And I remember there was... There was we, news about this, yeah, like two years ago or yeah, one year ago. Yeah, within the last couple of years, we went to a, a New Hampshire restaurant that we like, the, uh, the Red Arrow which oh, yeah. has normally they've got some sriracha on the tables and they didn't. They And we asked about it and they were like, yeah, we can't get it. Yeah, that's just like impossible to find right now. Yeah, that happened a couple of years ago. It, it, I don't know. It seems well, apparently like a little... it's back. Weather conditions, they said last year, were affecting quality and sparking a more severe shortage. The company's based in California and reportedly supplied by chili pepper farms in California, New Mexico, and Mexico. CBS News reported Thursday that the or spokesperson for the company said they've really recently resumed limited production but is facing a shortage of raw material and has, quote, no estimations of when supply will increase. This is a true tragedy uh, in the marketplace. I am very sorry to hear that uh, this is happening. But, I mean, to anybody that hoarded uh, themselves some sriracha, they, uh, they could be making some big money. I wonder if Jay is uh, cashing in on this. Hmm. Uh, one of our longtime listeners, he likes to buy things and and resell them on on eBay, and he's he's always like really on ball on the ball with knowing what people are going to be looking for. Yeah, he he, you know, it's not like he buys women's clothes, and he knows exactly what's going on with the supply chains with them. I, I'm just always impressed by his like wide array of silly knowledge. 
If you want to join the show here, you can. Again, the number is 603-283-6160. Let's go to the phones here. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hi, Ian. It's Bonnie's mom. Oh, hey. Hi. You're on the air. Hey. I wanted to ask you, because I'm interested, since tomorrow is Independence Day, what is your view and Bonnie's view on our founding fathers and on uh, the War for Independence, 1776, and the whole typical um, theme of that? I think they gave it a good try. I mean, they really had some good ideas. A lot of the things that are in the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence are really just absolutely well-written, very, very, you know, fantastic concepts that are still with us, uh, at least in in mind uh, today, and a lot of us appreciate that. So I think they gave us a good basis of uh, ideas from which to start, but unfortunately, the as we all know, the federal government has not respected uh, those rights and they continue to grow and they continue to become more oppressive and destructive of our freedoms and those rights. And so that's why we've been talking about independence a lot here on uh, Free Talk Live over the years of getting away from the oppression of the federal government because ultimately what they created, and I don't think they intended this, I mean, they just intended to get away from the tyranny of the king at the time, which was a good intention, but yeah. as they say, the road to hell is, is a lot of times paved with uh, with good intentions. I tend to agree that I don't think it was just a scam from the beginning because they wrote too many good things. Like, why even give us the right to bear arms if it was just a well, scam? Well, they're not giving from the you the right. right? I, I know, but I'm just saying, it. like, yeah. why even add that into your documents if mm-hmm. it's just a scam from the beginning? I think it probably was. Uh, began with good intentions, and some of the best of them, like Thomas Jefferson, uh, acknowledged that as time goes by, a lot of this is going to get corrupted, and the tree of liberty will need to be watered with the blood of tyrants. Well, I don't necessarily support violence as the as the solution. I think that that will just lead us back to where we began, but ultimately, uh, it has failed. That's an actual I mean, quote from him. No, it is. It is. A, it is a quote. I'm saying I disagree with uh, with uh, you know violence as a solution because that's what's alluded to in in that particular. Yeah, but quote. back then the way that things was were was just that every American understood they had the right to own a gun, yeah. and no, the entire true. country would have been a militia. A militia means like the government. Every citizen is like i mean not like the government like the military no i know every citizen is like the military i know bonnie's uh mom here asked for bonnie and i's opinion but we do have mark on the show here tonight so mark you want to weigh in on this one let's yeah let's hope that the audio uh holds out one thing i like to point out is that we actually have a uh a b test we have what it was like to have englishmen in canada and what do we have what it was like to have englishmen in the united states in one case, the Englishman said, you know what, we're going to try it on our own. In the other case, they said that they weren't. And currently, the Cato Institute rates the two countries about as free as each other. Um, that it appears as though the becoming independent didn't actually make us freer. And the old axiom um, of trading one ruler 5,000 miles away for 5,000 one mile away, which one's going to make you freer? And I, you know, I just, I, I guess that the answer is it's just doesn't matter much. I, I mean, think that Canada, 
I just got to add something, Mark. I think that you can't really blame that on independence not working. I think it's a failure of the second step they took, which was to create the union. The the Constitution is way worse. I'm yeah, not worse, everything- but- Everything that happened is what's go- what happened, right? And so, you know, the the results should be presumably a freer country, and it's not. Well, I, I do want to point freer. out to uh, what you said, Mark. You looked at the Cato Institute when you were comparing Canada and the United States, and you are right. Cato does do, I believe, a study of economic freedom in North America. United States, most states do tend to rank higher than. Uh, Canada. However, when you look at the overall numbers, Canada, at least according to the Heritage Institute, uh, is whooping up on the United States on economic freedom, on their uh, economic freedom rankings. Canada is ranked at number 16 in the world, and the U.S. is at number 25. I, I find it like I just won't say it because the you know they, they shut down the accounts of the people who donated to the truckers. So yeah, that's can, bad. They, the Heritage Foundation can say whatever they want about how free Canada is, and I'm going to – the best I can do is call it even. Okay. Well, here's another one I found recently uh, from visionofhumanity.org. I'd never seen this one before. It is the World Peace Index, which is interesting. Yeah. And on the World Peace Index, Canada is ranked at number 11, while the United States is at number 131. Well, one thing I really want to point out about the Founding Fathers and the Constitution is um, just the fact that it was a, a good – try but the experiment has clearly failed to actually create um what they wanted to create yeah, so it's time, time to try something different time to secede uh more freedom is the answer more coming up it's free talk live phones open if you want to join us here the number is 603-283-6160 it's ian bonnie and mark joining you tonight you can join us online at freetalklive.com, we have a variety of features there, including our podcast feeds. You can go to feeds.freetalklive.com. You can uh, subscribe to our RSS feed and pop that into your favorite podcast client. Or if you're a user of one of those uh, centralized services like iHeartMedia or I think it's Spotify is the one. There's one of them they're shutting down. I forget what, uh, what the name of it was. But I removed it from our feeds list. Whichever the whichever one they're shutting down is no longer on the Free Talk Live feeds list. It's the other one that started with it. Stitcher. That's the one. Stitcher is being apparently shut down. So if you're on Stitcher and you're listening to Free Talk Live through Stitcher, you probably already know it's going away. So you probably should find something else. Wait, is Stitcher going away or is Free Talk Live going away on Stitcher? Uh, no, Stitcher is being shut down. Uh, it, as I understand really? it, it was in the it was in the radio trades recently. Mark, it was uh, Sorry, I guess I purchased. Uh, it was purchased by XM Sirius XM at some point in the last some number of years. They snatched it up, and now they've decided that they don't want it anymore. So they're just going to shut it down. So it's wow. Done. Yep. Anyway, you can, can go I- to feeds.freetalklive.com to find our RSS feed and various different options for listening online uh, via RSS, which is podcast. There. What was that, Bunny? One thing I want to say about my mom's question from the last uh, call. She about called in to fathers? ask what we think about the Founding Fathers. Mm-hmm. I think that it turned bad, the whole American experiment under the Constitution and the federal government lording over uh, the 50 states, turned bad quicker than people like to admit mm-hmm. and i can't believe the stuff i've learned recently about the whiskey rebellion like the alien and sedition acts the whiskey rebellion stuff like that they made uh, I, 
attacked. I think Shay's. I think Shay's rebellion is probably even more interesting. These were the uh, soldiers of the Revolutionary War, the people who fought and put their lives on the line so that the nobles who never really like if they would have lost, they might have been in big trouble. But, you know, like the officers weren't in big trouble. It was the enlisted men that were you know, fighting and dying. And yeah, they they had a rebellion in Connecticut and they you know the federal government went and put him down yeah also the- you're saying that the uh the federal government has treated the veterans like crap from the very beginning yeah mm-hmm. it's the, the same bonus, thing with the whiskey the bonus war mm-hmm. with the whiskey rebellion it's the same thing a lot of those people who were growing uh what is it wheat that makes whiskey in western pennsylvania were also people who fought in the revolutionary war for things like you know no taxation without representation you know and the federal government was just saying, well, it's our power to make. And, and the thing about it, t- George Washington was one of those big whiskey sellers that was benefiting from this tax. The tax basically made it to where I, I don't have a completely a super strong. I, the thing is, I don't understand how alcohol is made. But OK, well, mm-hmm. alcohol is made with here. Here's the answer as to why the whiskey rebellion happened and why it was uh, p- put on the Western uh, colonists. So basically, um, if you're growing wheat and you want to transport it from someplace that's far away, in this case, it was Pittsburgh, but, um, you know, you're, it's Horseback easier. And- yeah. It's easier to turn it into whiskey, which will keep for a long time than right. it is to try to take your, uh, wheat and, you know, have to protect it from, uh, the, the humidity and With all no that refrigeration. Stuff. Yeah. Or maybe like a, primitive refrigeration i don't know if they had none they gave that gave huge advantages to the uh you know people who are in the big cities in pennsylvania and new york and you know just people who are close to that they made it illegal to yeah but like you're saying turn it into whiskey right away so basically these people with a whole bunch of wheat were being forced to just sell it as bread and wheat to the people around them and not make the most money that they could possibly make from their own uh farms and george washington directly profited from this from uh you know kicking out a bunch of the competition and they would send like 500 people into someone's house what like maybe not 500 people into one house but i don't know they were sending people in to raid people's houses and pull them out of their houses and stuff like this this happened under the first u.s president this is crazy and it sucks so bad i i hate him Let's go to the phones here. I got Turd Ferguson on the line in Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Turd. Yeah, what's up? So um, the uh, FCC is about to uh, finally, after 10 years, open the low-power FM window. Wow. Yeah, uh, it's happening uh, on November 1st. What does that mean? I know what it means when you say they're going to open the low-power FM window, but what does that actually mean? Um, so they're finally going to allow uh, the public, people like us, people like you and me, to uh, inherently pl- apply for a radio frequency um, up to 100 watts um, on the FM band. So what you're saying um, is that for the last decade, the federal government's FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, the bureaucrats that regulate the airwaves – have not even allowed people to ask for permission to broadcast. 
uh, on uh, as far as a low power uh, frequency up to 100 watts. Yeah, that's right. correct. They, right. they they allow that for a seven day period, um, about every 10 years. Wow! <laughs> wow! And, wow! Yeah, and I've been calling Free Talk Live about this issue for the last uh, really 10 years since the last window opened, telling people to get ready because I knew I knew it was going to happen again at least. Well, when once. you sit your stone tablets out, get yeah. your chisel <laughs> and your hammer, and go ahead and apply on a stone tablet, fly it on the backs of pigeons. Yeah, so turn makes music. It turn turn likes to make music. So are you going to make your own station or something and start playing your music on it, turd? Um, well, as much as I could do that, um, and as much as actually I planned for a long time on buying uh, or at least applying for a frequency, um, the bureaucrats here in Shrewsbury, PA, uh, since I moved here in 2018, have made it quite clear that they just don't like me. Uh, they don't like mm. me. They're, they're not going to allow me to use the radio tower here that the Shrewsbury public inherently owns anyway. Oh. Well, couldn't um, you just put so, your own tower up? <laughs> can that's I put expensive. my own tower up? That's funny. Um, I don't mean yeah, like a no. full-on tower, but like you can get a push-up pole for your house for, you know, oh, yeah, you can definitely a couple hundred do that, bucks. But, uh, the, yeah, but I believe the stipulations in the FCC regulations say you actually have to have a tower. You can't uh, put an antenna like up a in licensed your house. tower. You have to have like a licensed yeah, LP. tower. Exactly. This is what I was right. going to ask you about because you'd said, "Hey, you know, if you wanted a low power FM permit from the FCC, get ready to apply." What kind of hoops do you have to jump through? I mean, again, the, now the hoop, the first hoop is up. Okay, and what you're—that's what you're announcing here tonight—is that there has not even been a hoop. Like anybody that wanted to have their <laughs> own hundred watt low power fm station simply could not ask for permission to do it at all in the last 10 years and this lpfm thing's barely been around more than uh than 10 years if i recall correctly i think it was in the mid aughts uh that this was uh was finally approved after much wrangling by the advocates for the service but what other things do you have to do besides you know what does it take to apply it isn't just a form right like this is there's some serious hoop jumping so it's done under a point system where they give you a uh, point based on what you're doing. Um, and by the way, if you're an American Indian listening to this call, you can all, you can automatically get one point just for your skin color. Um, but there are other, other things. Um, and there are other point systems. I mean, if you're a school, you get a point. Um, and I don't remember all of them off the top of my head. I think mm-hmm. there's up to seven or eight different points that you could earn. And the uh, the applicant with the most points is awarded the license, and that maybe the license. Hold on a second before your question, Bonnie. The license. Are you saying that there is a limit to the number of licenses available for any given geographic area? So it depends on the number of frequencies available. Most of them are already taken. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's there's I think that where I stand in Shrewsbury, I believe there's two there's two frequencies total that are available across the entire spectrum. Um, wow! So, Maybe we should try this yeah. in Keen. It's a waste of time. Why? Well, first of all, I don't believe you should have to ask permission to broadcast, so I'm not even going to. You do lots of 
like you do things that like we follow the FCC guidelines on here. We That's don't. Only to we don't have our radio to. Stations. Yeah, we shouldn't have to, but we do it to. Well, we do be it able so we be, don't get kicked to, off the air. We would be able to reach more people in New Hampshire. Sometimes I feel like, as much as I, uh, I like the show and everything, I feel like sometimes it doesn't even make sense to talk about some of the things we're talking about to someone sitting in like Arizona, for example. It, a lot of times we're talking about New Hampshire, and I wish that we had more stations in New Hampshire mm-hmm. that weren't playing baseball all day. Right. So, I mean, if you want to do it, Bonnie, you go right ahead, but I'm not interested in asking for permission to, because then they regulate you. Whenever you ask oh. the government for permission for something, then you become their bitch, I thought that they already regulate us. Like, they don't let us say things. Apparently, you can well, say no, the, it's the B stations. Word. So, the stations are regulated that we're on. We are not particularly regulated there's not a license we don't have a license to broadcast our radio stations do so if we put their license in jeopardy they will kick us off their station um anyway so turd what else you got to get these points and then maybe you'll get granted a uh, ability to broadcast on an fm station for up to 100 watts yeah that's correct and that is provided also that you can provide proof that you have access to a radio tower also mm-hmm. that that's not that's not qualified for a point but do you have to do like an engineering radio. survey i know the big stations when you when you apply for a full broadcast license uh that you have to have like an expensive engineering firm come in and they have to like do a contour survey of the area and look at what the potential signal would be and whatever it's going to interfere with and it's supposedly very expensive do you have to do that yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it is very expensive, and I believe you. I don't. Well, I don't know if you have to. I mean, if you know how to how to run the tests as far as the frequency itself, I don't think so. But there, it, I mean, locally, it wouldn't be a problem for me because locally here, there's a there's a woman uh, who's a consultant uh, in. I believe she's in Columbia, Maryland, and she's uh, not nearly. She's probably uh, you know, ten to twenty times less expensive than one of those big engineering firms, mm-hmm. but. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, if you don't know how to run those tests, then, yeah, I'd imagine you'd have, you'd have to hire someone mm-hmm. like that. Correct? And do you also uh, – is it recommended that you hire an attorney to to help with the paperwork? Because it, with the big stations, they usually have broadcast attorneys that know the FCC regulations. They know the ins and the outs of it. So you got to hire them as well. I think – we could actually get someone, a free state or elected in Keene if we had a radio station here. <laughs> I don't think so. Right now, the only radio stations are you have to run them as a Democrat. WKBK and whatever else, and they are just Democrats talking on there all day. If you even if you could run as a Democrat, you'd have a chance, but you certainly couldn't get a Republican. Let me say that's why uh, the Shrewsbury bureaucrats here didn't want didn't want to give me access to the publicly already publicly owned radio tower here because they knew that I was going to use that, that radio frequency to influence mm. politics here, and that's why specifically they didn't want to... So you're not even going to try? You're not even going to apply for this thing? No, no. I mean, if they're not if they're not going to work with me and they're going to be as mean to me as they have been over mm-hmm. the past few years, then I, I'm just not going to do it. What's and, the application and, you know, I was going to say, does it cost something to apply? No, no it's actually very inexpensive. I, I think it's 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 a drop in the bucket. Uh, what but, are we talking about? Like uh, five thousand, a hundred? No, it's not even in the. I think it's in the hundreds. Oh, but, okay. Um, but yeah, but the to business apply? here in Shrewsbury yeah. would, would would love something like this. They they'd love the the cheap advertising. I mean, you can't do advertising. You can only do sponsorships. It's uh, low right, power FM, right. so it's non commercial. 
correct, correct. So they love the sponsorships. I mean, it's inherently advertising without a call to action. <laughs> and if we had so, a radio don't station, don't let the FCC hear you say that. We could right. have Free Talk Live. We could have a comedy show. We could do Phil Hendry jokes. <laughs> All right. I wouldn't uh, even attempt to be like Phil Hendry. He's too funny. Mark, you any any opinions about this? I mean, you're kind of being quiet out there. I don't know. Do we lose you? I'm always afraid of getting uh, of the internet dropping out, but uh, you know, I think radio. I, I think COVID put the final nail in radio's coffin, mm-hmm. uh, is what I think. And it's just you know, at this point, how many people are listening to the radio uh, that are under the age of uh, like talk radio that are under the age of fifty? Um, and that's and, and another question is is um, when when was it that uh, it was reported that podcasting reached parity with broadcast radio as far as listening hours go? Ooh, I don't know. I, I just feel two hours wasn't that two years ago? I just hear a lot of like let's not even try coming from you guys, and I, I don't get it. Like, I think it would be really a, a good asset to be like we're on the radio in Keene now when we talk about Keen things. Somebody might call in and be like, oh, you know, this is actually interesting to me instead of like, where is Keene, New Hampshire? Sorry, I live in Arizona. I think you can do better with other forms of media. I wouldn't advocate right now buying a blimp and I wouldn't advocate skywriting. Um, <laughs> you know, I just don't think that these are the way to, to reach people. It is true um, that no one looks up anymore. Well, maybe. Mm. You know what? Those are probably better forms. I'm just going <laughs> to retract it. AM radio. I'm sorry. Like at no, it's this happened. point, I, if I, happened, what we yeah. need to do is go ask people, can you turn on your AM radio station? Can you turn on, tune in to 1320 right now? We're and talking about you, FM. Half of the people don't even know how. I don't know. Turd? I don't agree with that. I mean, there's an AM button in what my you, car. What do you think, Turd? I mean, you, I got two different views here. Bonnie's like, yeah, let's do this. Mark's like, yeah, this isn't worthwhile. I mean, are you? Uh, where are you at on radio these days? Uh, so as much as I'm mad at Bonnie about her opinions on Jennifer Lawrence, I'd actually have to agree with her on this one because um, being that Keene, New Hampshire has such a I mean, they're one of the few places where you've got such kind of uh, such an organized team already that I think if if you have access to a radio tower in Keene, it's probably actually worth it. But that would probably be one of the. I still think it's one of the few cities left in America where it actually would be worthwhile. What's the rent uh, like on a radio tower? It can't be cheap to put an antenna up there. So, so provided you have, so I don't know who owns the towers up there in New Hampshire. I'm Mm -hmm. sure they have at least a couple ones that are owned by American Tower. Um, if you do and you can tell them that you're nonprofit, they'll probably do it for just a few hundred bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, for that kind of money, you, uh, you know, my viewpoint is if you've got a freedom, freedom movement of libertarians who actually own property, then you could put a radio station, a pirate radio station on that on but people's who's property. who's going to log into... The inner or whatever. How are we, how are people going to find a pirate radio station? I never even knew that existed before I met band. you. They yeah, scan the band nobody and they does that. They it. get in their car, they click the FM button, and they press seek. Well, once upon a time, we had a pirate station here in New Hampshire that had uh, bandit signs made up, and they put them all around town. Okay, but they don't anymore. 
That's true because the FCC came in and took the. And besides, uh, I don't want just a bunch down. of the smallest little yeah. pool of nerds to be the only people that know about Free Talk Live anymore. No, I think it would be cool. Would, would be, I, I get what you're saying, and it's just not even worth it. It's not like, even worth the time. It's not worth the effort to deal with the FCC and to have the government come into your house or whatever, into your studio, and regulate the S out of you. They I'm already come into our in studio it. whenever they want. <laughs> Touche. Every five years. <laughs> hey, Turd, thanks for the call tonight. Thanks for the heads up on that. I do appreciate it. And sorry to hear it's not going to sure. work out for you. I think he should try to. But he's, um, he can't even find Bonnie, a location for the antenna. I tried to get Ian to do FM uh, radio in Keene, New Hampshire, five years ago when it probably made more sense. And um, What do you mean like, he do wasn't FM? Do Buy an FM uh, station. There was an FM station for sale here? We were going to do... I don't think so. It was going to be HD2. And... uh, What was it? Um, And and then put a translator up. You're saying someone was leasing that? HD2 and then do a translator. Mm -hmm. What were they going to charge for it? Uh, Probably... Well, it would be less than $100,000 to do it in total. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it's hard to get excited about, about it. The thing about Keen is it's it's like I never knew what was going on with the, you know, there wasn't like as much local, you know, did you hear they put in a Hobby Lobby and I'm against Hobby Lobby. There wasn't stuff like that in San Antonio because there's just it's just too large. Mm-hmm. Keen is basically like a small town. You know, somebody yeah. would call in and be like, here's my opinion on Hobby Lobby. We should boycott i'm just giving this as an example because it's a thing that's actually happening in key right now mm-hmm. everybody has an opinion on hobby lobby <laughs> because uh it came to town and a lot of people are just anti they don't like them because they're christians yeah. and it's really dumb i love hobby lobby and i'm going to support them five times extra just because <laughs> of people trying to put them out of business because i love them they're the best store ever yeah Anyways, anyway sorry i brought that up to say because keen is like a small town like i think that somebody who driving around turn on the radio might actually be like hey i have something to say about this oh whoa i didn't even know about these people i heard about ian freeman and i thought he sucked but he is actually making some sense and i mean the problem is number one even if it was affordable to do there really isn't a lot of libertarian talk out there i mean i've been programming why is that a problem because you gotta feel 24 hours a day uh, so I've been, uh, you know, programming. Oh, I see what you're saying for the other parts of the day. Yeah. I've been programming Don't... LRN.FM for more I than think... a decade and it's tough. I think people come out of the woodworks wanting to do their own shows. Yeah. Maybe, maybe well, not. Yeah, they might. Um, I don't know the answer, but the other thing is, is that FM radio is expensive. Yeah, it is. Compared to just putting up your own YouTube channel and putting out content that people in Keen can search for and find. No one's going to search for that, though. That's, that's, the, that's the what I'm saying. They're not going to no search for an FM station either. Yeah, they you just get in their said. car and they press search on the FM thing. And if they start hearing somebody saying Keen New you were just Hampshire, saying you blah, never blah, do blah, that, blah. though. No, I didn't. I thought you said you never discover stations like that. I never said that. I said people get in their car. Press the FM button. Press seek. Oh yeah, and I yeah. Do I it- thought, I'm sorry. I mi- totally misunderstood you before because I thought you were saying people didn't do that. That's why yeah, I was telling you that some people too. put up a bandit sign, put up bandit signs to let people well, know yeah, about there's their stations. Wrong with that too. But no, I said people do do that. Like whenever I, agree. I don't people do feel that because like, you were asking how do people find music? a pirate radio station? Oh, a pirate radio station. I thought that they're not on the regular FM button. No, bunny. No, a pirate radio station is just a station that doesn't ask for permission. 
Okay. They're on FM. In fact, we've had Well, won't fo- you eventually uh, get taken down if you're yes. like, yes. I'm in Freeman? In fact, Freeman. we've had four or five pirate stations here in Keene. It's been probably most of a decade since they were here, but uh, we've actually had multiple activists in the Keene area hosting pirate radio stations, and they do get listeners. In fact, Mark was in the YMCA working out once when Judge Burke, who was the like the key judge <laughs> in Keene, yeah, like the big bad Judge Burke, came up to you and complimented the pirate radio station that he was a listener of. Isn't that right, Mark? <laughs> I, I, I don't remember the story now, but I, I remember you, you telling that. Yeah, I remember that's a that's a really memorable story it's because crazy. people like you said, Bonnie, Keene's a small market. And there's only one talk radio station here. And so if you put another one on, people are going to listen to it. It, And maybe that Hobby Lobby example I brought up sounds really boring to a lot of people, but... That's what people in small towns think is interesting. It wouldn't just be things like that. Like things happening in New Hampshire are basically interesting to all the people in New Hampshire because it's small enough. I mean, it's smaller than San Antonio. It would be nice if you could actually have a radio station that wouldn't get raided by the federal government uh, for operating. You could take it seriously. But again, putting uh, content on there would be a challenge. Any effort into a pirate radio station when you know it's going to get taken down. Because people listen. And for how long? It's gonna it could get be taken months. Out. The longest run was <laughs> well, like eight months Okay, but before they came in. And so you got a lot of people listening to that. For only eight months and then it's gone. That's it's kind of sad. Time. I'd be sad if I liked listening to something and then, and then got taken again. down because Ian doesn't want to have the and, uh, government tell him what to do, even though they're going to tell you what again. to do anyway by taking it away. Yeah, but then you put it up again and it lasts for like four months and then it lasted for like three well, months. Well, what if they bring then, charges against you for that? Well, if it's How if much it would it be worth, Bonnie? They can't. How much is it worth? I, I don't do know. Have- My whole well, thing is just why not even try? It's not like it's like. Well, that's it takes the question. Time and money. Is this, it, it takes time and money, right? To put up a low power FM. Just to apply. It, have- it takes time and money. Well, I, I think that, that you're going to have to apply to get it. And low power yeah. FMs are likely to be granted, especially if you have a church or something like that. You're going to be more likely to get it. Um, now, you know, I think that. But. You're going to spend money putting this on the uh, on the air, and let's not forget this is really important. The Shire Free Church was refused to even buy a piece of property from this one seller. This one seller is like, I'm not selling to you people. So what's it going to be like? There's only a limited number of towers in Keene. I bet there's not people jumping all over to get them though. I don't know, Bonnie. I suspect there's going to be multiple people applying for this, and uh, then you got to beat organizations who that have ha- been who in the area has for decades. In there. The other thing is there's They'll too many one. libertarian podcasts on the internet. I follow mm. like a thousand people that are also we are out of libertarian time. podcasts. Back tomorrow online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupine Real Estate.com.